Hello, everybody. Welcome back once again to another episode of True Justice in the Podcast. As always, your host Eduardo is here. As always, I am. <laughs> yeah, this is how terrible the, the 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 intros are every time I do this podcast. It's so awkward. Um, and I'm here with a very, very special guest, which obviously you already know her name because it's in the title of this podcast. But I'm here with wow. Evelyn Ortiz, who is a very, very special guest. <laughs> no, I have Evelyn here because we've talked about doing this for a long time, rather jokingly. And also, she's been recommended multiple times by a previous guest on this podcast, Erica Ortiz. Neither of them are related to each other. But yeah. She will have you think that. <laughs> she would have you think that. And we're going to talk about, we have so many things to talk about. All the takes, all the movies, all the politics, all of everything. I have, been, I have some questions to ask. Uh, Good. I guess this is another one in the continuing series just about current events. Because I think like the last couple podcasts I did were just about like filmmaking. I don't really know. Something something to that effect. I know the last one was about filmmaking and being a producer and stuff like that. But now, here we are talking about politics again. One of the very regular things to come up in the history of this podcast. That used to be a very... At one point, that was like one of the biggest portions of this whole podcast was politics. And we oh, did like man. live commentaries for the uh, for the Democratic National Debate... For the Democrat Debates... Which were hilarious, by the fun. way. Those were those were so fun. That was like some of the funnest time I've ever had. Those are like some of the funniest videos you'll ever watch on the internet. Is Beto O'Rourke breaking out in Spanish and then Cory Booker just looking at him in amazement. Like, bro, this dude just one-upped all of us right now. But yeah. Anyway, Evelyn Ortiz, without 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 further ado. That was a lot of ado. I know, that was a lot. That was two minutes and fifteen seconds of ado. Um, oh man! <laughs> how are you? So I'm doing good. good. I I have something to do, which is rare for like a bunch of us. What do you, you have know, to do? My, my parents are pastors, so and we live on the church campus, so we're just helping out the church twice a week very exhausting because i help with the little kids and they're just running around and like play tag with us play tag with us and that's all i do for like three hours (laughs) oh the little kids yeah but it's fun yeah and i sing on the worship because i'm a singer are you a good singer i would like to say so (laughs) people have been telling it me i'm a good singer since i was like Five, so I think five years I think old. I can say I'm. Yeah. Should have gone to America's Got Talent. Uh, they love five. They love five to seven like, years nah, Just get famous by singing at churches. You're like that's not how fame works, hun. Uh yeah. <laughs> You're also, like unless I want to be part of Hillsong, but even then. Hillsong is shady. I don't know. Bro, spill the tea. <laughs> spill the tea on Hillsong. I want to hear it. No, they're shade, but I don't care enough to go deep and actually know it. Can you give me you like know? a what? They're shade, but okay. you don't know it. Can you give me like a summary okay, so of the I shade? Know, 
So people don't like them because they're such a big organization that's not taxed. But like, I don't agree with that because, of course, I, I don't think churches should be taxed because they are a nonprofit. Um, but they do have a business that's like just a coffee shop. Like, maybe you should tax that. Um, but they have had like members of the band like I don't know if be outed or come out as gay and then they fire them and some people are mad because they hired them in the first place and some other people are mad because they uh, fired them for being gay so there's like a lot of shade with that oh so nothing really yeah. important <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, I uh, thought you were going like to be the like... Just the fact that they're materialistic, you know? And oh. like, I mean, I get... Yeah. I mean, what else can like you expect from anything happening? The church culture yeah. that Hillsong has, which I have never understood. Because, like, my brother was saying, like, I don't know anyone who goes to a big church. Like, I don't understand the experience of that. Hmm. Interesting. Like a huge thousand of people church or even 1,000 people. I thought you were gonna... I don't know what that's like. Oh, I know what that's like, but I thought you were going <laughs> to break out with like, bro, they're the Illuminati. <laughs> I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be a theory if it's real. <laughs> Ooh, true. Gary Webb. Well, I guess not real Gary Webb. I don't know if real Gary Webb said this, but Jeremy Renner playing Gary Webb and Kill the Messenger said this. <laughs> if I believe it, there's nothing theory about it. So you should watch that movie, Evelyn. I think you'd enjoy it. Yes, so that's that's the that's number one thousand phrase of the day. I know. <laughs> Did All... you see the group chat where I told everyone that I spent like so many hours with my brother? We were How old is your brother? Top, he's 23. Oh, geez. Yeah, but he basically, we're basically the same age, like, when we talk. What? <laughs> we're basically know. the same age. It, like, I thought that's where you were ending it. I was like, bro, I don't think you know how math works. What no, what um, name some of the movies that showed up on this list? And you had seen all of these movies, every single movie on the yes, 50? Okay. It had to be a movie that we both had seen, so it was really tough cuz like I haven't seen some of the greatest movies. So ever, this like, is like your Redemption. Oh my god. The Godfather. Oh like, my I had goodness. Not seen them. The Godfather. I seen the Dark Knight. So oh my put that on goodness. The list. Bro, okay, <laughs> let me tell you this. The Godfather holds a very very special place in my heart. The Godfather and The Godfather 2. Well, let me just stay with The Godfather. The Godfather, in my opinion, mm -hmm. and the opinions of many other people, not the American Film Institute, because I don't know why they're so whack about this. <laughs> the Godfather is the single greatest movie that's ever been made. I need to watch it. Hands I'm a fool. Down. You are a fool. Right. But, like, I barely watched the Star Wars trilogy, like, this week, so... <laughs> The American Film Institute will have you believe that Citizen Kane is the greatest movie ever made, but I seriously doubt that, even though I haven't seen it. You should see it then. I don't think I'm. I want to see it, you but I, it's so like it's on, so. Without hold on. any basis of having seen it. I I the, the bar that The Godfather set is so high, it's impossible for Orson Welles to pass it. Francis Ford Coppola I don't think is you probably. Can, I think. 
I don't know, man. When you, I don't know. I don't know. But man. also, when you watch it, you can't keep comparing it to The Godfather in your head because it's probably like pretty different genre-wise, you know. Well, I mean, I don't care about that. I just care about quality. If the quality yeah, yeah. is good, then that's all that matters. I'm sure Citizen Some Kane of these is are a perfectly prestige. fine. <laughs> anyway, what were you saying? Sorry. No, I don't no. know how to not talk over you, apparently. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I have our top ten in no particular order. Would you like to hear them? Yes, I would, actually. I was going to ask you okay. that. I was, was going to ask you name all 50. The first one but... we thought. Yes, okay. <laughs> it was so hard, dude. So the first one we thought of, like, right off the bat, what made us think, let's make this list. Princess Bride. <laughs> Okay. Okay, very strong Princess start Egypt. to this list. Oh my gosh. Pulp Fiction. Okay, that's a good one. Goodfellas. Okay, another good one. Empire Strikes Back. But Red- honestly, mostly just because of peer pressure. Dang, okay. Like, in my case. Because, oh. like, the whole time we're like, we Hector was just like, we have to have it. Like, we'll get so dragged for this. I don't know what. No. Pride and Prejudice. 2003. Oh, the uh, <laughs> who made that movie? Carrie. I don't know. Carrie. No. Is that a. Oh my god, what's that guy's name? I do not know anything what? about who directed it. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> I'm going to have to look it up. Okay. Pride and Prejudice. It's, I haven't seen that movie. It's just. It's the best period piece. Oh, my I'll brother. Watch it. <laughs> that I've watched. That I've watched. Because my brother really wanted to put Gladiator. But, like, it lost against something else, you know? Okay. I haven't seen... Lord I don't... of the Rings, oh. Return of the King. Oh. <laughs> I'm not... A, I've, uh, uh-huh. Continue. <laughs> uh, I have hot Avengers takes on Infinity every single War. one. Of, oh, my goodness. I have hot takes on every single one of these movies you picked. <laughs> what? I, I, I have beef with this list so much. Continue. Whiplash. Okay, that's pretty good. And Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Oh my god. <laughs> so, okay. It was like a dead tie between Scott Pilgrim and Breakfast Club. What? Oh my gosh. How? I'm Scott so. Pilgrim. Okay. So, these are all movies that you guys have seen. So, it had to yeah. be movies that both of you had seen. I can see how yeah. that could drag down the list. Because I'm what? Because mm-hmm. I listened to a lot of these and I was like, oh my goodness. I mean, if you like them, you like them. But there was a lot of other contenders we could have put on here. Like what? I want to hear some of the. I want to hear some of the the runner-ups. Okay, The Incredibles. Okay, that's better um, than The Prince of Egypt. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh my gosh. Right, I have to. The okay. In fairness, okay, in all so fairness, here's the criteria. <laughs> in all fairness, I have to. It's been a while since I've seen The Prince of Egypt. Well, you should watch it again. It's really good. It's the like DreamWorks is never gonna make a better movie. Um, that's probably that's the true. Line. That's probably true. So me and Hector argued between Toy Story and The Incredibles, and then I convinced him like The Incredibles is better. Definitely better. Yeah, and then we're like, okay. So the criteria is like excellence, cultural impact. And just like how close it is to your heart. Oh my gosh, and that third that third category is a wash. Oh my goodness. The wash, but it put it put it put it in whiplash and Pride and Prejudice, honestly. 
because it's our top 10 list. It's not like these are the greatest movies of, t- of all time. It's These are our favorite movies of oh, all time. Oh, you didn't say that. You made it sound like you were making a list to objectively quantify what the greatest movies of all time that both of we you guys have seen. We can't do that. Are. We haven't seen half the list, half the <laughs> movies on the, everybody's list. <laughs> I was gonna say I was like, "There's a low stand." I was like, "There's a low." I've seen like Seven Samurai and Citizen Kane and I'm... Gone with the Wind. I still haven't even seen Gone with the Wind. I haven't, I haven't seen Gone with the Wind, Seven Samurai, or Citizen Kane. See, see, you know what I need? You know, I need to. I'll get a. I'll get a Criterion Channel subscription when we're back at school, and we can all have like artsy movie night. And we'll watch like yeah. one of the greats. We'll watch like Seven Samurai and whatever other movies are on there. <laughs> I think we need to build up to like Seven Samurai. Really? I mean, it's just a samurai yeah. movie. It's like three hours long, though. But like, that's why. Like, because three hours our long. <laughs> film literacy. We need to build it up. See, I don't so think we won't so. Just be I don't. I, I've never agreed with that. That I need to build up film literacy because I think if a movie's just good, if you're just smart, you can appreciate a good movie. If you just well, can, like, I'm, you're not smart. I'm, no, <laughs> not what you can say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we we can. So I almost put Fargo on the list. Oh my god, that could replace literally most of the movies on that list that you put. Oh my god! But my brother couldn't be convinced. Oh my gosh, Fargo! Like is... I would take out Infinity War for sure, bro. And I yeah. don't remember Lord of the Rings that much, but just just because it was like such a grand scope, he was kept talking about like the big scope. Lord of the Rings. Back to... So I watched the extended versions of two of the Lord of the Rings movie, and then I watched the normal version of the last Lord of the Rings movie. Okay, Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. is probably, like, my least favorite, least go-back-and-rewatch movie I think I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. Like, I, I think it was just overhyped for me when I saw it, and I had a friend who was the biggest Lord of the Rings fan ever, and he lent me his Aww. Blu-ray box set, and I watched the movies, and I was like, this is, like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, these are yeah. okay movies yeah i don't know what to tell you my brother loves them i haven't seen them in a hot minute like two years at least it's been but like i remember three, liking three. them see i i need to re i need to watch the normal versions the not like super dense i have no life versions and <laughs> like pay attention not be on my phone and bro what if you were on your phone you didn't give a, a fair shot no, I I gave it a fair shot. I made oh, it like sure. three and a half hours in before I started going on my phone. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, this is too long. This movie is way yeah. too... That's what I get for watching extended versions. That was just a stupid move on my part. <clears throat> oh, man. So, okay. Yeah, I would put Fargo on that list. I think Fargo may have... Not may have. I think it does have one of the greatest scripts of all time, hands down. It seriously does. And especially because we, w- we lived in North Dakota for a summer before we saw that movie. North Dakota. And like, we're like, North Dakota. You know, like it was just such a real representation. Dang, really? <laughs> so somebody else at Vanguard is from North Dakota and they just like drag Fargo. And I'm like, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> They're like... I, oh, they're like, like I've the never accent. met yeah they're like I've never met anybody who sounds like that and I'm like 
where do you live in North Dakota? <laughs> Minneapolis? Or yeah, exactly. I'm like, you're going to live in like the one place where like people from all over come? Like... No, I lived in rural North Dakota. Well, like I, didn't, like, I was there for a summer, right? I think this person and... did too, but they probably lived like, I don't even know. They, you I can't... got to visit... <laughs> They act like these things don't just like, like, like we just made it up. (laughs) Like no one just makes that up. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, continue. Now I'm talking over you. I specifically remember like this old couple. We had a barbecue that my uncle invited us to. And then they had these neighbors and they talked just like that. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. It was really funny because our family doesn't drink, but they brought wine, like homemade wine. Oh. And then the old man got drunk. Oh. <laughs> he was kind of loopy the whole time. <laughs> that sounds that sounds like a party to me. It was great. She brought she made like really sugary like some sort of pound cake or something. Pound Oh man. Don't don't talk to me like that. Ooh. <laughs> cuz cuz I'm dang, I have no self-control when I'm hungry. I oh, last I haven't even known that. I Oh, really? Well, I oh just well, got it's up only like two it's hours ago. Oh yeah, it's only one, one o'clock for you. I've been I've been up since like six. Actually, I've been Ooh. up since like five ish, maybe. Yuck. Yeah. Yeah. Because my sleeping is terrible. Because I'm because I'm working oh, on because my doctor and I are working on fixing my sleep. So, mm-hmm. but but I've been having like I've had many nights in a row of like one or two hours of sleep. <laughs> Recently, <laughs> last week I went four straight days without sleep, so that was something. Um, oh man! But anyway, do you have something that like forces you to get up? No. Or why do you... I just lay down and I don't go to sleep, and then the sun rises. <laughs> but then why not just sleep during the sun? Because I can't. Sucks. Because then the sun comes up and I go, forget it. I'm staying in bed, and then I try to go back to sleep, and I can't do it. <laughs> oh, I can't show you, but I'm just like doing like a. Like, laying down and then immediately zoom up. Yeah. I just, I don't know what it is. I'm up before my alarm every time. I'm up waiting for my alarm every time. It's bad. Mm. <sighs> anyway. So that's interesting. That these movies will be under. What else? What else was a runner-up? So Fargo was a runner-up. Okay. <clears throat> Fargo. Oh, I'm trying to think. So Back to the Future, Breakfast Club. Oh, boy. <laughs> um... Because, like, the impact those movies had, like, Breakfast Club was my entire identity. In, oh, in, my like, God. Freshman you know year. what? I can believe really. it. I can believe it. I believe it. Yeah, but it. then I was like, that's so pretentious. You know? See, here's my. You, who did Breakfast Club? That's John Hughes, right? Here's my, yeah. here's my issue with every John Hughes movie. The, he, <laughs> It feels like everyone's like, oh, my gosh, this is so what it's like to be a teenager. And that's. that's Every single movie of his that they say that about, I'm like, this is like the worst representation of what, this is the most flat, boring, <laughs> like, uninteresting, never, no, like, cartoon-level teenager that I've ever seen. He was the blueprint for the stereotypes that all our teen movies have now. It doesn't matter. It's like terrible. It's... it's bad quality. I literally am like, <laughs> I hate it so much because I'll there's one movie... There's one eighties sixteen candles like that was pretty lame. I I think I only watched that movie once and I hated it so much I've like erased it from my memory. 
It's Liter- not very memorable. Literally, there's one 80s teen movie that actually does being a teenager right. Only one. There's only one right answer for this. It is what I refer to as the apocalypse now to being a... It, it's, it's what... Okay. Let me, let me figure out how to rephrase this. <laughs> what Apocalypse Now it's is what, to action movies? No, no. It's what Apocalypse Now is to Vietnam is what risky business is to being a teenager. <laughs> risky business to Tom Cruise. Risky business with, it is, okay. with Tom Cruise is literally the number one quintessential. This is what it's actually like to be a teenager. That is crazy. Movie that's ever it. existed. It's got, <laughs> and it's got like everything... It's got all the wildness that goes up in a teenager's brain. It's got those stupid, like, ridiculous situations you get yourself into. Obviously, it's played up because it's a movie, so, like, nobody would really get themselves into the situation. But, like, the char- I was like these characters, I'm like, I know people like this. Like, I've met That's these great. people. And just, like, oh, the Tom Cruise being alone in the house, all the scenes of that, I'm like, this feels exactly like, like what it like this is what it is this is what it is so everybody watch risky business that's a one of the best tom cruise performances like ever and b one of the best the best quintessential teenage movie that's ever existed okay that's my that's my rant on risky business how good that freaking movie is that's that's great i really let you rant um (laughs) because <laughs> I wouldn't say that about any other teenage movie. Like, this actually shows what it's like to be a teenager. I'm thinking that I recently said that about some movie, but I can't remember what it was. So that's going to eat me alive for the next week. I feel like Edge of Seventeen. Have you seen that movie? Yes. That movie does a pretty good job. That's that's a good one. Yeah. I, li- I like Book that Smart movie. Booksmart did it in a, f- like, yeah. what's it called? Booksmart was pretty good way. I feel like Booksmart, but like still like heightened, still look very fictional. Like maybe a little too fictional. Yeah, no, no. It's like what we idealize, like what we're gonna idealize our teenage years to be when we're like thirty. Yeah, I yeah. But it's we're yeah because because Olivia you know? Wilde's like thirty. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, no, that that's a good point. But I I really like Booksmart. Booksmart was one of my favorite movies of last year whatever year that was 2019 and of course ladybird <laughs> ladybird's pretty good ladybird is definitely pretty good it reminds it, it. it felt a lot for i i felt it a lot because i went to a small christian school and mm. i was like even though it's catholic school in the movie it's mm-hmm. it's it was very it was whatever right massachusetts massachusetts christian school might as well be catholic school freaking it was it felt wow. very like i was like oh wow i i get this this is, I feel yeah. this, what's going on. I'm reminded of my entire five-year, eighth-grade to senior-year experience. No, for me, I think I need to rewatch it because she was talking about, like, how she's saying goodbye to her town and, like, how she, like, how much she appreciates it now that she's leaving. Yeah. And I watched it in, like, junior year, but if I watched it in senior year, where I was actually leaving my hometown forever, you know? Like, it would have had bigger impact. You think so? For me, I just loved it because, like, the writing was that good. Yeah. And then I just loved Sondheim. And they did a Sondheim show, an obscure <laughs> Sondheim show. We stand. Did you see... Um... Like, I loved... <laughs> I went and listened to Merrily We Roll Along and, like, tried to understand it just because of 
uh, the the theater director in the movie going, they didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna get it. I'm, I'm currently doing a um, shoot, man, an A24 marathon with my yes. girlfriend, and amazing. We haven't gotten to Ladybird yet, but I'm 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 expecting that one to be like a high praise. Of... Are you doing it in chronological order? No, we're just watching. Well, we're prioritizing the ones that are leaving Netflix this month, <laughs> right now. So okay. we we've been trying to like make sure we see those. So that way we don't miss them because who knows wherever they're gonna be. But like so far, oh, we've we saw the lighthouse. Um, I really need to watch that. That movie's crazy. We saw the rover. We saw High Life. We saw a Ghost Story, which is that movie's so good. That movie's so good. Mm. A ghost. I I. 100% stand a ghost story. That movie's awesome. Um, that's like one of the best get in your feels movies that like I've ever watched, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, shoot, man, we watched something else. There was something else in that Robert Pattinson marathon. Oh, Good Time. We saw Uncut Gems. Oh, good Time. Have you seen Good Time? Love that movie. No, but I've seen so much about it. You should. You should. <laughs> Okay, we're going to have to do like a Safty Brothers like double feature when I'm back in school and we'll watch Good Time okay. and Uncut Gems. Um, okay. Cuz I own both of them so like might as well. Uh shoot man, what was I saying though? Oh yeah, we saw and then we saw Enemy yesterday and we saw Under the Skin yesterday. Under the Skin, I'm seeing now why it made it to a lot of people's top 10s of the decade lists. Um Dang. I didn't get it. The first time I watched it, I was like in high school, and I remember watching it being like, okay then. I guess that was an alien movie. I don't know. And then, and it like completely had zero staying power for me. And then when I watched it yesterday, I, I, I watched it, and then there was one scene towards the end of the movie that like hit like a signal in my brain, and I had like a whole fully developed theory about the movie the second I saw that scene. Wow. And then I was like, this movie's freaking brilliant. <laughs> and then and then and then I told my girlfriend about it today. Um, cuz I was cuz it was late. So I, I went to bed like right after we watched the movie. And then today I was like, this movie's genius and I need to tell you why. <laughs> and then uh Oh shoot, man, what else did we watch? We've seen other stuff, but um but yeah, next two on our but- list are going to be The Spectacular Now and Lock. Cool. But yeah. the most important thing you need to watch this weekend. If you did said, you watch Hamilton? I didn't watch Hamilton. <laughs> you didn't? No. You know what? When I saw the thing was like two hours and 40 minutes long, I was like, I ain't got time for that. When I was like, when I get my sleep in order and I can actually wake up at six in the morning, then I'll watch it. <laughs> watch six hours, six movies in a day. I don't have time for that. For that movie. I don't watch six movies in a day. I do two at the okay. most right now, and then I play video games, and then I write, and then I... You know, watch my, watch my YouTube politics. Hold on. Okay, my, my headphones died, but it's okay. I have to speak. <laughs> my headphones died. Is the died. a lot worse all of a sudden? Oh, it's way worse. That sucks. Oh, no, it's uh, fine now. It's fine now. You're good now. Okay. Oh. Okay. I say you're good now, but then it was like... <laughs> well, I should probably go get my charger. Oh, that's going to be an adventure. Don't worry. I can talk to them. Go do it. I don't. Um, <laughs> I don't. That um was like a, was like a whole song. 
And through the magic of podcast editing, we're back. Oh, I forgot to mention, we watched Moonlight, too. No. What? <laughs> what? I have not watched it. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying that we, that during the A24 oh. <laughs> I was like, like, no, we're not watching it. I was like, I was like so confused. I was like, what do you mean, no? (laughs) That was was a yes or no No, statement. No, because I thought you said, have you watched Moonlight too? Uh, Oh, and I was like, you should watch. I have not watched it. Also, yeah. Well, you should watch it because it's freaking good. Yeah, like I keep seeing Portrait of a Lady on Fire oh. on my list, and then I do not watch it. That just came out on Criterion. Like, that just came out on Criterion. Let's Christ. just go watch. Oh, oh that movie's <laughs> so good. Let's just go watch another reluctant adult TV show. <laughs> oh my gosh. Bro, Portrait of a Lady on Fire, the ending of that movie is like something to behold, is like something to behold in and of itself. Uh, dang. Dang. Yeah. That just oh that be that became a criterion on my birthday and now I'm like, man, nice. I need to like, here's my here's my issue right now. There's two criterions I want really really badly. I'm gonna bring my Blu-ray player freaking when I come back to California, <laughs> so I can like bring my criterions with me and we could you know we could watch the peak. Do movies. it. Um, I'm going to buy. They just did a new restoration for this amazing like belarusian war movie called uh come and see which is awesome and heartbreaking and tragic and horrific is that the one you told me about like you showed me the trailer sort of i don't know and that it was like one of the most accurate portrayals of a war maybe maybe i did maybe i have no clue it's so annoying because (laughs) you and i made a list of movies i need to watch like full metal jacket was on there Oh. And I can't find that list. Oh my gosh. It I... was in my bullet journal. Like, how could it be gone? Speaking I guess of... I erased it at some point. Oh no. Speaking of Full Metal Jacket, I recently just did a Kubrick marathon also with my girlfriend. Mm. That was. Oh, we have to watch 2001 A Space Odyssey. That's supposed to be like the, the yes. crown peak of, of that marathon for us. And yes, we'll watch it when I come back because I own that too. Because, um,. Because my girlfriend hadn't seen it since she was in high school, and she was like, I hated it. <laughs> She's like, I didn't like it. That was boring. I was like, this is trash. <laughs> and like, My brother watched The Shining, and he was like, it was so boring. It was dumb. What? Like... <laughs> that movie is like some next-level craziness. Right, but he's like, you're just there for two hours, and then in the last 20 minutes, then stuff starts happening. No, he's not looking at everything. He's he's paying he's paying too much attention to the story, not enough attention to everything else that's going on during that movie. Yeah. Anyway. Well, for him, it's like he he we didn't watch scary movies growing up. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. I guess he doesn't. He straight up does get scared. <laughs> and <laughs> you know, I can't relate. Like we watched Midsommar, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is crazy!" And he was like, "I don't like this." That movie's not even scary. Right, that movie is like it shouldn't be. It's appalling, but it's not spooky. Yeah, I don't know why it's called like. I guess it's called a horror movie because they can't put it into any other category. <laughs> because how crazy! I mean, it is horrible. You know? It's horrible. Yeah, but it's not horrifying. 
Although when no. I although when I watched it in the theater, I looked to my right and there was a person like sitting down the row from me, and he had like the most hor- 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 horrified look on his face that I've ever seen a person have. And I was like, "Are we watching the same movie?" I was like, <laughs> "I mean, it is pretty scary." Like it's more like okay, gross. The music. It's not scary, but it's like, but right, you're like, but Ugh, what the heck scary. was that? That's what it was. I was telling my brother because like I watched Bones a lot when I was in like middle school. like just because i was i was committed to finishing it you know i've never seen bones i've never i don't watch any of those two to three name network double double or single digit channel shows (laughs) (laughs) those are like not my thing double or single digit channel huh yeah it's so funny um everybody acts like the Cable has the same numbers for everything, but they don't. Like around the country, they switch it. Like it's not the same. But is it not double or single digits? Like FX, freaking like FX, Fox, ABC, NBC, CBS. By the time I started watching Bones, we didn't have cable anymore. We just had satellite. Yeah, so it was like a single digit. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. No, but I just remember, like, in Texas, it was Disney is 25, yep. Nick is 26, yep. Cartoon Network is 24. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So they all hover around the same spot, because it's the same over here for Verizon. Right. Or do we have Comcast back then? I don't even remember. I haven't had I cable. Don't know I, haven't... I never knew anyone who had Verizon. Oh, I had Verizon. I, I had Verizon, like... Oh, you're a rich kid, huh? Well, no, I think they just had fiber optic cables near my house. So it made more okay. sense to get Verizon than Comcast. Because yeah. why get slow Comcast when you can get Verizon if they already like Verizon. put the, if they already put the crap down near you. You know what I mean? I guess I didn't know what you mean. I think Verizon was probably just a better value. Did they call themselves the Comcast? Wait, what did Telling I you? Yeah, Comcast. Like, what? Like that was like get Comcast, the cable network. Yeah, well, it wasn't a cable network; it was a cable provider. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> Not network. Yeah, it was I mean Comcast. technically, I mean, it's it was like a wire. They... <laughs> no. it, was, it was Comcast my whole that's odd. life. I've never known it to not be Comcast. All I know is that Verizon was like Xfinity. I guess we just don't have it in in my area. Oh wait, is Comcast had, like Xfinity? Directv? Time Warner, which is now Xfinity or something. No, Time Warner's not Xfinity. Time Warner is uh, no, no. Xfinity is Comcast. Xfinity is what now is Comcast. I mean, oh. Xfinity is what Comcast used to be. Is what I'm trying to say. Hmm. Because it was Comcast when I was a kid, and then it became Xfinity. And Verizon <laughs> is now Verizon FiOS. Everyone I knew had Directv. Direct TV. I only ever met like one person with Direct TV in my entire or life. Dish. Dish. Another thing that Everyone I never. Everyone had Dish because Dish Latino like advertised themselves so much. Yeah, until freaking it rained, and then you're like, I can't watch my shows. That's freaking. <laughs> until your satellite gets like launched off your freaking house because it got struck by lightning. You didn't have many lightning storms. Oh. <laughs> we had we have straight up tornado warnings here. Oh, dang. No, we have hurricanes. <laughs> oh, for real? Yeah. I can't remember the last hurricane warning we've had. 
I don't remember the name of the hurricane, but there was one hurricane that like destroyed all our trees and like we thought we were gonna die and the power went out for a week. Hmm. Sounds like hurricane but it was a, George it was a Bush. very formative memory. Like <laughs> we had a gas stove, luckily. What what year a, what what year was this? And like I don't even know, like two thousand six or something. No. What was this Hurricane Katrina? Probably two thousand seven. I don't know if it was Katrina. I don't think it reached all the way to Texas. I don't know, man. It might have been. Who knows? Who knows? Speaking of... Someone older than me probably could tell you. (laughs) (laughs) I was like eight, and like all we did was we just all were in my parents' room, and then afterwards, me and my brother and the neighbor went biking and the huge puddles... It was really cool. Wait, how old are you, Evelyn? Nineteen now. Oh shoot! I always forget. I I keep thinking you're the youngest of the group, but it's Brandon. Really? Is it Brandon? Yeah, he's like seventeen years old or something like that. What? <laughs> no, he's like eighteen, I think. <laughs> he told me he was seventeen. Yeah, he told me he was seventeen, and then I was like, "Bro, you're seventeen. That's crazy." And then somebody was talking <laughs> to him, and then she was like. And then he told, I was like, I was like, well, he's like 17. She was like, no, he's 18. And then he was like, yeah, what? And then I was like, bro, you told me you were 17. He was like, did I say that? <laughs> he was like, I forgot how old I was. <laughs> 17 was a good year. Maybe he didn't want to let go. <laughs> Apparently not. Oh, oh man. God. Speaking of big historical world events like Hurricane Katrina, we're in the middle of something crazy right now in the united states yeah many don't know what to describe it somebody would call it a far left revolution somebody would call it normal citizens standing up for justice some people would just call it the way it has to be Mm. i'm somewhere between far left leftist revolution and fighting for justice closer to far left leftist revolution (laughs) i don't think it's that i would there's a I'm going to okay. say this. I'll say this. This is my take on this. I think it's mm-hmm. I think it started out okay. I didn't agree with the taking down of the Confederate statues because we have the democratic process in this country so that stuff should be voted on. Um but now I think we've crossed the threshold into enough of this has been hijacked by you know far left organizations that now we're seeing something a lot more dangerous than just people protesting in the streets about police brutality. Mm-hmm. But I'm willing to listen to any sort of opposing voice. That's what this whole podcast I is about. I have not seen being not the echo um, chamber. I really should have looked at that. Like recent, like the most recent protests, I haven't seen news about it because the news sort of, or at least the Twitter news, you know? <laughs> oh my God. Stop caring. They're just like, hey, by the way, protests are still happening. We still care about Breonna Taylor. We still so care the, about so, so here's the justice thing. happening. So I guess you've been out of the loop with what's being being reported. So did you know about the C- the Chaz? Chaz? Okay, well, in Seattle, a, like, footage of, square footage of land, I don't know, was essentially taken over. And it became like a no cop zone, and like the people were like, oh, yes. "This is our uh, place, and there's no cops." Autonomous zone. Yeah, the Capitol Hill autonomous zone. 
there was five shootings in a week there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it was crazy. And then they were like, bring in the paramedics. And the paramedics were like, we're not going in there without cops, you freaking nuts. And then they were like, how could you do that? And they were like, because we want to be safe. And then there was like warlords essentially oh running in the... It was crazy. It literally became like <laughs> like if it was Somalia. Like straight up like Mogadishu <laughs> level stuff was happening there. And it was like... Oh, and then... And yeah... <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy and then and then and then um what ended up happening was they ended up going to the mayor's house and like threatening her and attacking her and then they and then they were like okay the chaz is over and then and then they like tore it all down and then like the government Jeez. came and tore it all down like 15 minutes because they were like this is gone t-. i mean it was too far already when it became the capitol hill autonomous zone but yeah. here's Part of the reason, okay, so they had like they were like we're gonna grow our own food and everything, and they're the summer of love. Not really, but so there was like um, okay, so I did hear about this. I yes. just didn't know the acronym. So they had um, so I... here's a funny story about it first before you continue okay. with your point. They had like uh, gardening centers, so like you could grow your food, but they were all mm-hmm. like, um, <laughs> but they were all segregated by race. <laughs> <laughs> they're like this is for white people this is for black people and like i like and they were saying it like oh but black people they just need to be with their own because like you know they, they shouldn't have to deal with the burden of being with white people and i'm like this is like straight up like 1945 level segregation Mental talk gymnastics here. i know right I'm like how many hoops you got to jump through to justify something like that i guess none if you don't think but well, maybe it was, like, the liberal, like, people of color saying that, like... No, it was the white people. Basically, they're excluding <laughs> white people. <laughs> no, it was the white people who made up the gardens. That was the issue. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, I disagree. Here's my, here's my take, then. I'm glad to listen to your take. I agree that the autonomous zone needed to exist at all. Okay. So... But other than that, like, the protests have done some important things. And it really is directly in response to the outrage that, like, a lot of things have been happening. Like, the arrests of the people, of the police who killed George Floyd. And they've done a lot of ceremonial things that don't actually change anything. Which is, like, at least we have that. But, like, that doesn't do anything. I keep seeing people talk about like, oh, they they took off that episode of of Golden Girls where they did mud masks and they did like, just like they named this street Black Lives Matter way and then everybody who's like an activist and black or just an ally is like, this isn't what we want. Like you guys are just painting us to be super petty. Like we want real active change, not just like you guys keep it up it's like no you're the one who's in power go do something so so here's my rebuttal the republicans uh proposed a police reform bill because Mm -hmm. they were like we're not going to abolish the police because that's dumb and minneapolis is going (laughs) to see them minneapolis is going to see themselves in a lot of trouble because apparently they're doing that um no, but the Republicans were like, here's a police reform bill. We're going to make sure that, you know, there's checks and balances. Everything is documented um, more rigorously than before. Mm-hmm. We're also going to have like a museum uh, and other stuff. I was listening to what was in the bill today 
And it was like, mm-hmm. and it was all like measures that would lead to greater accountability, right? In police departments, because now everything would have to be written down. Uh, the chokehold would be highly disincentivized. Um, tons of things like that. And then, so, and then the, when they were like, okay, is this something we can get behind? Like, is this a good start? They just went, no. And they were like, why? Gosh. And it's like, they well, literally just handed you a W right there. Mm-hmm. That's definitely going to fix things. I mean, because greater reporting, accountability, logging of all that information is part of how we right. fix things. But they could just log it, like, lying, like they already do. Like, there's already a lot of restrictions that they just don't actually need to follow. But I want to just pull up the example of that city in New Jersey that they tore down their police and they rebuilt it in a better way. Like, I think that's what the point of the, the Democrats are saying that like, there's already certain people who have been in power for years. And if you put in a new system around those positions of power, like there's going to be, it's not going to work. Like the reform isn't going to work. They're just going to be like, okay, here's our new policies, but the practice is going to be essentially the same. So what do you mean? So what, they, what, do you, what do you mean tore down? Okay. Like are we talking okay, physically so like they, tore down? They, they uninstated, or I don't know what the word is. Like they took, like they took away every every policeman's job, and then they had of of evaluation of everyone who wanted to get rehired had to get like a new evaluate evaluation, and it's like okay, this is basically like it's a new job. Okay. And um, so they rebuilt it from the ground up. Okay, that's and that's their crime rates are way lower than ever after they did that. See, I can that's I can get on board with that. Like, hey, we need to fix mm-hmm. these things. We need to reevaluate everybody's, you know, their. Per- we need to give everybody a very extensive performance review to actually figure out if you really yeah. should be a police officer or not, because. Obviously, their cycles out there, and definitely in the future, like they need to be trained for longer. Yeah, for sure, because it it doesn't take long to become a police officer. It takes too it's too short a time to become a police officer in this mm-hmm. country. I'll definitely agree with that. I think that's a big problem. I think what most people are actually agreeing, like some people, yes, are like abolish the police, but that's the forest. Like that's the most extreme. Most people are just defund the police. Like in my county. We have to do a, a report of a county or a city for the class that we're all in, right? Mm-hmm. And so I looked at San Diego County. Police takes up like something like forty percent of the budget, mm-hmm. like the highest. Like it was way higher. Everything else was like twenty or below. You know? Yeah. And so, but how like, how big is this doing place? So how big is this place? The city? Yeah. Pretty big. I mean, it's San Diego. So so I'll just say this then. So I'm pro-demilitarize the police because mm-hmm. I think I don't think the police should ever be in a position uh, to be armed above the citizen because I'm pro-2A and I will always be. And Okay. But but I but I think the, one of the best ways to like de-incentivize police being you know brutal 
to their citizens and seeing themselves as like above the citizens, right? And acting the way they do irresponsibly and recklessly is by essentially having them be in their place with, hey, everybody else is just about on the same level as you are in terms of being able to arm themselves and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But if the police are running around in freaking tanks, right? Then it's yeah. like, whoa, okay, never mind then. <laughs> I'm not taking on the tank. How... I mean, the like, okay, sorry. I saw a report about how it's just, it's so much simpler to think that violence will be the answer when all your equipment is equipping you for violence to solve your problems. Like, yeah, they have a taser and like so many weapons. I don't know. Like so you, things you to see, like hit you with I and think, a gun. I think, I think taser, gun, baton, I think those are things that police officers should have, right? But mm-hmm. I think police officers aren't trained well enough in the art of de-escalation. And that's yes. the issue. That police officers... I mean, from what we see usually, right? I mean, if you watch cops, you watch whatever, these videos, right? Some of which are grossly misrepresented, um, which we can talk about too. Um, They sort of like, they're they're like already prepared for whatever the next way up is. And they almost are like leaning towards that anyway, before they're leaning towards, hey, let's just calm down right now. Let's just chill out right now and i think that's just part of not being trained long enough like we just have bad police training in this country mm-hmm. which i get it i think like maybe requiring police to have a degree maybe i don't know because i don't think a degree yeah. is necessarily a best judge of you being a good well, person maybe it would be just like the fact that why does does every city have their own police academy i think so yeah maybe they should be like more prestigious academies, and then everybody has to go to those. Maybe they should just make it like three years long. Yeah. Like make it like almost two. like if you're getting like if you're getting like a like a degree, like you have to get a degree mm-hmm. like in an being associate's a police. Degree is yeah. Two years. Yeah, you have to get a degree in being a police officer, and they should probably have yeah. like other sort of training. I'm not like I don't know what like people who think that they have to go to college, uh, which is a lot of pe- people in my area. They're like, I'm going to get a criminal justice degree, and then I'm going to be a cop or a border patrol. <laughs> or border patrol. Yeah. That's two good jobs. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good paying. I mean, I, I I don't know. I don't know what either of those things get. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's strange, because, like, your whole worldview, you, you spend so much time building up a worldview, and then you go to a place where it's completely different. Like, where I lived in Texas... Border Patrol was literally your cousin, you know. Yeah. Like they're not—they're not out to hurt you. They're there's—I guess it's just a smaller population. Um, there was a a restaurant my dad would go to because it was right next to his work. Mm-hmm. He'd go like every day, and there was a Border Patrol who would go all the time, and a lot of people in the staff of that restaurant were like illegal immigrants Mm -hmm. but they never doubted that he wouldn't report them (laughs) he was just here to eat yeah but would he have known that they were illegal immigrants i don't know but border patrol my dad knew your dad but was your dad dad was just a customer and he knew so i'm guessing somehow it was like 
I mean, I guess he was was the border patrol person. What what was the border patrol person? White or Mexican? Mexican. Okay. That's another thing. Like we didn't have we didn't have okay. We don't have a diverse population. I think that's your answer right there. Yeah. (laughs) I think we just answered our own question. Um. (laughs) Like, why is it more simple? Is well, there it's way easier to empathize with someone who. Who looks He's like actually, you? That's part of yeah. the reason. That's part of the reason why uh, the Soviets, when they invaded Afghanistan in the eighties, they stopped. They started sending more Russians to the front than they did like Eastern, uh, Western Asians and Eastern Europeans, because it was because it's way easier to kill. It's way easier to kill a muj if you're freaking Russian than it is if you're like freaking Kazakhstani. You know what I mean? Mujahideen. So the Mujahideen were a group that we helped oh, okay. that we armed in Afghanistan to fight off the Russians. Uh, yeah, Their yeah, leader yeah. was Osama bin Laden. You can see how that turned out. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I should say this. It wasn't we directly the CIA would would give money and arms to the groups and we would give money to Pakistan and then Pakistan would choose which groups that they redistributed those arms and wealth to. And the Mujahideen got a lot of it. So the headache grows. Headache grows, but anyway. So here's my other point about this far leftist revolution thing that I think is kind of dangerous. I think it's already dangerous, and I think it's time to stop it from getting worse. So we've been talking. Statues have become a very topical debate of as of late in the mm-hmm. media. If anybody has known, right? So there was the Confederate statues, and like I get it, we're the Union. We won. Confederates yeah. were fighting for ridiculousness, for slavery. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants that anymore, unless you live in Libya. And um, <laughs> just all, all the roasts, all the all the roasts today. Um, no, so I I think like you know we probably shouldn't have Confederate statues up because it yeah. doesn't make any sense. I agree. I think that it's up to the people of those towns to vote on what happens to those statues because I don't think they should. I don't think giving the power to the mob to just take down whatever they don't like is a good president to set. Right. No, absolutely not. I, I don't, I, that's literally look at freaking Russia. Look at, look at, look at what, how the Soviet union, right. How that progressed. That was literally all that. So I'm like, if we're in America, we have a democratic process. If people want to take down that statue, if people want to take down that statue, town should have a freaking vote. And if they vote, to take down the statue, yeah, take down the statue. Don't... Yeah, don't go screaming in the street. I don't understand why people don't go screaming in town halls. Like, liberals, you know? it's You only ever see the conservatives, like, screaming about, don't make me wear my mask or whatever. Like, liberals, go scream at the town hall. Like, get rid of this statue. Be an annoying Parks and Rec extra, you know? <laughs> see? Well, the thing is, like, they don't go... This is the issue, though. So they don't go to the town halls. The conservatives are actually using the, you know, the things that the systems in place that are meant to like start yeah. the dialogue. And then the liberals are just like, F it, F the dialogue. We're going out and we're just going full on Lenin in this piece. But I think it's just lack of education and a lack of understanding of like how important local government really is. So I'll say this. Yes, I think lack of we do have a lack of education on how local government is very, very important to you. More central to your lives than the federal government is. Yes. Um, but also, I think it's entitlement. Mm-hmm. I think that well, here's well, 
Hear me out. Hear me out. I don't know what your point is. Hear me out. Hear me out. Before you, <laughs> yeah, before, before people start throwing shade at me. <laughs> Entitled people will always act first before they decide to talk to anybody about what they should do about it. Yeah. It's always the that's always the pattern of behavior. The well, I feel bad. I'm just gonna go do the thing and make the thing that I don't like just not exist anymore, even if it's public property that other people's tax dollars are into paying for. And I think that's a problem. And I think yeah. that they need to go, okay, I don't like this. Are there any other people who don't like this? Oh, like-minded people. Instead of me taking my like-minded people, throwing a rope around the statue and pulling it down, we should probably go with yeah. all the like-minded people and show that there's a cause for this thing to not be up. But that's what the Confederate statues, okay? That's sort of a non-issue because I get it. Confederate statues, they probably, they should all just come down. Uh, but we shall yeah. vote on it. And if some random, t- yes, exactly. It tried to secede from the union, but if some random town, whatever, and who cares, freaking duck dynasty, Alabama wants to keep their Confederate statue up and they all vote to keep it up, then they can keep it up. doesn't matter. That's their prerogative. But when it comes to people like Thomas Jefferson, Ulysses S. Grant, George Washington, abolitionists who, mm-hmm get their statues taken down, which has happened in the, past, in the recent weeks, because apparently there's no more freaking Confederate statues to take down anymore, right? <laughs> they've, they've graduated to abolitionists and great men and forefathers of this country who okay. sowed the seeds. Hold on, hold on. I'm not going to say that they're perfect men because that's not true, right? They, they found it. had slaves. Okay, yeah, they all had slaves. Yeah, yeah. They, all, they had slaves. I'm not going to argue with that. I think that's bad, but... If we weigh them on the good versus the bad, right, and what they mean mm-hmm. to this country and what they mean to where we are now and creating a system that has allowed this country to be more free than any other country on the face of the earth, I don't think we should take them down, right? Was it mm-hmm. bad that they had slaves? Yes. But at the same time, they created a system that allowed that to change. Okay. And that, I think, is important. And then, so, right, so we get to them, and then, we, and then they're taking down abolitionists. And it's like, okay, well, now they're taking down abolitionists. Yeah, that was awful. So we're not even, these aren't even people who own slaves, and they're taking them down. And then, most recently, who comes down? This is always where the escalation goes. This is always why I'm like, we cannot have mob rule. Frederick Douglass statue oh gets taken down. A black man, what? former slave, helped Harriet Tubman get slaves through the Underground Railroad. The man who, yes, challenged the ideas of people like George Washington and specifically Thomas Jefferson, right? Men who, who all men are created equal, even though there were still slaves in this country. Yes, yes, yes. that was an issue. There was, and he challenged them, and he was like, this country needs to do better. And we were able to make the country better, already on the backs of great men anyway. And they've taken down his statue. That's so upsetting. So now, so this is the issue. When okay. it was funny, when, when it was funny because I remember when Donald Trump said they're taking down these Confederate statues. Who's next? Tom, Thomas Jefferson and George Washington. And then they were, and then the left people like John Oliver were like that's the biggest freaking logical fallacy that's ever existed in anything ever. I saw ever. people on Twitter saying, "Heck yeah, they're next." I know, right? And it's like, what? And then it happened. Wait, no one's going right. to... Are we just going to forget about okay, that lady? Who, there's a point you're missing. Okay, what am I missing? I would love to hear it. Columbus. Columbus? Okay, well, we haven't even talked... I haven't even brought up the Columbus. Columbus statues. 
Okay, here's the I won't I'm here's okay. I'll say this about Columbus. What Columbus has reported to reportedly have had been done, right? What he did was bad, right? Mm-hmm. He used science yeah. as a way to control people and hurt people and be suppressimistic, right? And it's terrible. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that outweighs his ability to be celebrated. Maybe we shouldn't have so many Columbus statues in this country. I get it. But I know that you've brought that up. We have way too many Columbus statues. We have so many. But I'm going to say, and and you know what? They changed Columbus Day to Indigenous Peoples Day or whatever. I can Mm -hmm. sort of vibe with that. But Christopher Columbus single-handedly made one of the greatest achievements in the history of humanity up until that point in time which was reuniting the old world with the new world, which hadn't been done in a very, very long time. Mm -hmm. In a time before people even had history, basically. He was able to come over and go, not discover. We always say discover, and I guess discover, but not really discover. Mm -hmm. But basically go, hey, we're now going to bridge the gap between us and this lost world that we've like completely like known about but never really ventured to do anything with and now two halves of as neil degrasse tyson said the two halves of of the human race were now back conjoined together i think that's something worth celebrating now he now we should contextualize that with and then after he did that he did some horrendous stuff and we should condemn that but that still doesn't outweigh his achievement, I don't think. And then after he did that, all the horrendous stuff, the old world what, paid no kindness to the new world. <laughs> like, sure. it was a pretty bad deal when the when the new world people got discovered. When the new world people got discovered. Like, I'll say sure. I'm saying that with air quotes, you know. I think, I think, I think at some point, I think, I think there's. Points of both. There's points of good treatment and there's points of bad treatment. I think we only hear about the bad treatment and we never hear about the good treatment and we never hear about the misunderstandings. And I think that's part of the issue why this is an issue. I remember when Thanksgiving was like the biggest debate ever, right? Yeah. Talk about, oh my God, Thanksgiving is about genocide, this and that. And it's like, if anybody actually like learned about what Thanksgiving was and we didn't like just take like my English comp one professor who, you know, was an Air Force veteran during Vietnam but never actually flew a combat mission in Vietnam told me this about Thanksgiving. I'm just going to believe it. (laughs) Instead of like, hey, when Thanksgiving happened, literally it's documented that uh, the natives showed up to the the celebration with, with with the white men, right? They had their names written down. It was, it wasn't any, the genocide, right? The attacks, the I don't know if I'd call it genocide. I'd call it a one-sided war because it was a war between the Indian nations and the Indian nations and then the Indian nations with the white people, right? That's really what was going on. It was sort of like this weird double war that was happening and then it was really one-sided because we had guns and horses and the Native Americans did not. Um, That didn't happen until like almost 60 years after freaking Thanksgiving happened. (laughs) Yeah. And everybody acts like it happened on like on Thanksgiving. We were just raping and killing Native Americans for no for like like we had nothing better to do. And no, that's I not, think and that's they not the say case. that it's like a false promise of peace. 
I don't I don't know if you call that a false promise. Fifty years went by. I mean, the deal went sour, right? Something happened. The deal went yeah. sour, and I think that's jacked up. But I think almost over half a century of peace. I don't I wouldn't call that a false promise. By then, all those people who were there to make that promise died. Probably. This is all new yeah. people we're talking about by that point. <laughs> <laughs> like the life expectancy was not very high back then. Yeah. So I think I think we're mischaracterizing something that was actually really good, right? Even Abraham Lincoln when he talked about uh freeing the slaves and talking about unifying this country, he was like, "Hey, we need to look to our ancestors on Thanksgiving who did who made peace with the natives and had a great celebration with each other and we shouldn't be fighting brother against brother and this and that, right? Mm-hmm. What happened 50 years is of no concern to that singular event. And I think that's I think people are conflating two things that don't need to even be together. Yeah. So that's my point of view on it. And then, like I said, we we're fighting a war. It was a war on literally every single front because all the Native American nations, I'm not all of them hated each other, but a lot of them were hating each other. It is only now that we're seeing this unifiedness between them because now they're all like they're all they're all up on Whitey now. That's their big thing now. So. Well, also because Whitey wiped out most of their population, and they only have each other. Yes, this is true. Because we want, because <laughs> we, because we won that war. No, but I'm, because but they I'm saying, but I'm, multiple tribes into, see, like, see, no, no, and I, and I, into one no, reservation, and I agree. And they had to make their and unified I, and cultures. I agree with you that that's an issue, and that that treatment later was terrible, right? I think that's awful. I think it was very, very awful. Mm-hmm. But. What I'm saying is you can't – I'm saying that you can't conflate that with what happened all the way, way, way back then. Those are two separate things. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. This is, this is I think, an issue of people not learning actual history but thinking that a 10-minute YouTube video made that was funded by some sort of progressive organization is history instead of actually looking at the history, right? Because you see a trendy Instagram post and they think that's history, Right. Remember, I don't know if you've seen, like, all the Yemen posts that have been happening. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, Yemen, Yemen, Yemen. Like, Yemen became a trend, and now it's gone. No one's talking about Yemen anymore, right? This happened with Sudan, too, freaking last year. Yeah. Right? Nobody well, you, wants... Sudan nope. was, like, impossible to help, because they were trying to, like, they were trying to fight for their independence, and it's like, what can we actually do? Yemen just needs food. See, we but that's not the that. problem. Yemen, yeah, no, but you see, this is the issue with Yemen. And nobody's talking about this, and this is why I'm, like, against all these Yemen posts, because none of the Yemen posts actually want to address the elephant in the room, which is the, Yemen isn't having – isn't starving to death for, for just because they're starving to death, right? It's not Yemen ran out of food. They're starving to death. They're going through a famine. Yemen is under siege warfare by Saudi Arabia. That's what's been happening. Saudi Arabia has been committing a war crime against Yemen – for the past couple years, this was allowed to happen under the Barack Obama administration, and they've been mm-hmm. doing siege warfare in Yemen, so nothing is able to come into that country. None of our aid is ever going to make it to Yemen if Saudi Arabia isn't taken out of the picture. And nobody's bringing up the fact that the United States has been supporting Saudi Arabia since the 70s. Oh, man, the Middle East. So if we want... Anything changed to happen in Yemen, which I think we should. I think I said it. I wrote it on my Instagram story. I went, if we actually want to help Yemen, we have to campaign for the United States to end its support of Saudi Arabia. That's how you help Yemen. 
That's how Yemen goes back to being better because they're an an artificially started, uh, what would you call that? An artificially started predicament, right? That's what's going on. Yeah, an artificial famine. Yeah, exactly. It's not just Saudi Arabia's got a famine. We need uh, Yemen's got a famine. We need to help. It's like no, they're literally having a war right now. That's so one-sided. It that and and their enemies using war crime tactics that have been outlawed by the Geneva Convention. That's the issue with Yemen. My goodness. So everybody should learn history. <laughs> is my is my that's the goal. Of, that that's my that's my that's my two cents. I think a lot of it's what's so going on. Right- <laughs> and we don't learn uh, contemporary history. No, or even like you or, really or even, don't, or even you just spend, recent history. You just spend like the last month of school, just kind of like, yeah, the Cold War and the Berlin Wall fell. Yeah, they literally go like- from the Cold War started in 1947 to the Berlin Wall fell, and like nothing in the middle ever happened. <laughs> yeah, they're like, we went to the moon, the space race. That's like the one big thing that they talk about. Yeah, nobody it's like ever, Russia. Yeah, nobody cool. ever talks about we this. Beat Russia. <laughs> nobody ever talks about the Soviet invasion of Afghanistan, how the CIA was funding rebels in the region, right, in order to fight off the Russians. Yeah. I'm like, they don't tell us anything about the war in the Middle East, and it's it's been going on for our entire lifetime. They don't even talk about the Iranian hostage crisis of 1979, and that could even be considered as a win for the United States, right? Yeah. Nobody ever talks about that. There's so many nobody ever talks about how the Iran Iraq war, right? How we helped how we helped Iraq against Iran and then how later we turned our back on Iraq in 91 when Saddam Hussein started siphoning oil from under Kuwait's border, right? All these things just completely get washed away and we wonder why everybody's screaming and arguing about things that they don't know anything about. It's really upsetting. Yes. Yeah, because like I, I would say like, oh, like you see those posts are like, oh, they didn't teach you about what the slaves really went through, or they didn't teach you about how they really treated the uh, the Native Americans. Like, yes, they did. They taught me. I was in a history college level course and AP history at the same time. Like, I know what I'm talking about. But then talk about contemporary history, nothing, in- nothing, nothing. In mass- JFK assassination, yeah. World War II, Cold War highlights, that's it. Yeah, and freaking when they talk about that stuff, and even when they talk about all that stuff with the Native Americans and the slaves, there's never, like, a full picture there, right? We always, like, slavery happened. They act like it was, like, this, like, crazy huge thing, right? Nobody ever talks about the only 9% of Americans owned slaves back then. Somebody should probably put yeah. that into perspective. Because everyone's like, it was like a half and half, like literally half right, the country versus half the country. That doesn't change the fact that it was like the sign of wealth. It's not, it's like saying only 9% of people have a Ferrari or something. It's like, well, no, if no, that no, turned so, out to be the most unethical thing ever, well, doesn't I mean, change o- the fact o- that people own- aspired to. Owning an iPhone is the most unethical <laughs> yes. thing ever, Okay. <laughs> The fact that I'm sitting here recording this com- recording this podcast with this computer that cost me like $2,000, right? And this screen that cost me like $300, right? That's uneth- that's unethical, right? What did what did Andrew Schultz say? Your iPhone should cost like $10,000. Okay. But slavery. But anyway, but obviously slavery obviously slavery was a very big part of the economy, not because slaves slavery was the economy because of cotton right 
Mm-hmm. So they needed people to like tend the fields. But again, that's only 9% of the entire population of the United States. And on top of that, you think any of those Southerners, right, normal people chilling out who didn't own slaves wanted to go to war? No. It was the elites who made that decision for them, who decided we're just going to secede from the Union, right? Mm. You feed the people, hey, you guys are going to be poor if they, get rid of our, if they get rid of us, the rich people, slaves. And then they go, oh my God, what? And then and then they go, oh yeah, we're seceding from the union. That's an act of war. And then and then and then and then you know the union goes, okay, we're not going to treat that like an act of war because that would be way too big an issue for us to handle right now. And then we go to Fort Sumter, and then things pop off, and then it's like, oh shoot, now we're in a full on war. Now we're in a full on war, and that's where like, mm-hmm. you know, people, Black History, right? Morgan Freeman, a man I look up to said, I don't want Black History Month. I don't want my history relegated to a month. Black history is American history. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. In I was recently looking up this. I'm about to crap on my least favorite president of all time, so watch out. I was trying to – I was looking – because we only hear about people like Martin Luther King, Harriet Tubman. Okay, hold on. Yes. You haven't let me talk. So the yes, thing yes, about you can talk. Only the – the elites made the war happen. That's that that checks out. I mean, that makes complete sense. That doesn't change the fact that the legacy of the war, everyone like held on to that, and it's like, oh, we're the Confederacy and all these things. Like, you know, no, yeah, I, I think that's an issue. I think those people are uneducated. Right, they're uneducated, but like that's the that's the idea. That's the soul that. That's the place that their heart is in. Mm-hmm. So no matter who put their heart in that, that's what they think. And the legacy of slavery and in okay, I'm trying to phrase this right. <laughs> it's like the legacy of fighting for their right to have slaves is this. Like, oh, we were so cool fight it's seceding from the union, I don't understand. Um I don't understand either. Yeah. They're traitors. Like that left an important legacy that we need to acknowledge, despite the fact that only few people had slaves. A lot of people right now are descendants of the people who had slaves. And, I mean, the generational wealth might not be that much. I'm not. But there's still some. I'm not. I'll say this. I'm not of the opinion that the son should pay for the sins of the father. I don't think so either. But it, they do have to acknowledge that. It was wrong, but and a lot of people don't. That's all I'm asking for is don't idealize. I, yeah, don't idolize your sinful ancestors. Go find your non-sinful ancestors. See, but I'm also not. So I can see why you might want that, but I'm not going to ask somebody with a stupid opinion to bend the knee to me because I think I have a superior opinion. I guess. And I think that's so that's what I think is the issue going. This is what I think is the biggest issue that's going on. And the reason why I think we're seeing a lot of issues right now in our country mm-hmm. is that we have one side going. I believe this. You need to acknowledge that I believe this. You need to tell me that I'm right. And yeah. if you don't, I'm straight up going to burn your house down. <laughs> what? Which side is that? That's the left. <laughs> Oh, okay. 
And that's and that's my Bro, that's, just because they burnt down the target. They didn't just burn down a target. They burned down an entire police precinct in Minneapolis. That's a problem. Okay, yes, that's a problem for clerical reasons, basically. But they've taken down statues of people who fought to end slavery in this country. That's a problem. Right. And they've broken lots of property. That's a problem. You have to acknowledge that a lot of those people were not actually on the side of the protest. They were just anarchists or Anarch- just, hold like, up, just hold rowdy up, hold people. Up, hold you know, before, just rowdy people who trying before, to make, before, have some fun. We, like, literally, influencers we, just going out and, like, breaking glass. So hold up. They sent police to break glass. They sent people to leave nice, neat piles of bricks just there to have weapons because if you have something to throw, you're more likely to throw something. I feel like I saw something about why those bricks were there, but I can't remember right now. But hold on a second. Let's not call out the anarchists because it's not the anarchists who did this, right? Anarchy Right, but they're the ones who did the things that the people, like, the worst of, of... the people out on the street painted everyone else that way, you know? Sure, but that's become the majority of them now. I'm all for the protest. How can you prove that? How can I prove that? How can From, you say that surely? Because we've had, like, higher crime stats now in, like, the last month and a half than we've had, like, probably in the last 10 years combined. The last 10 years? Okay, maybe not the last 10 years. I think, you know, that's a little bit of an exaggeration. Combined? <laughs> I, think, I, think that's a, I think that's an exaggeration. Three months. <laughs> but we've had, but like what, over 4th of July weekend in Chicago, like something like 50 people were killed? Or there was like 50 mm-hmm. shootings? Not 50 people were killed. I think like four died. But yeah. like there was like 50 shootings? Like that doesn't happen normally. None of this happens normally. If it was just, if the majority of what was going on was just peaceful protests right and i'm all for the peaceful protests this is america we have straight up right to protest no i think there are aggressive protests no but, but that's not a protest the second it becomes violent and aggressive that's not a protest that's right no 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 no. i mean <laughs> there's a difference between just being like oh, i don't know which is i don't know how to explain it like some people are disrupt some things are disrupted like they block the street and like i remember thinking Black Lives Matter, why would you do this back in, like, 2017? Like, disapproving of them completely because, like, from the, the like, health professional's perspective, it was like, you're not letting me get to work. People are going to die because of you. What if somebody's on the verge of slope. giving... What if somebody's on the verge of giving birth in their car right now? Yeah. But I... No, I, I'm not about blocking the street and i think that's just a bad practice anyway because you're putting yourself literally in harm's way and and then mm-hmm. i mean you look at it, people getting hit right on the that's highway not an effective way because that doesn't reach to the government like you need to go by um, okay so me and my brother were explaining like the black lives matter movement to my parents like yeah to explain to them like straight up realization give them the realization that um the civil rights movement didn't actually gain all the rights that black people need back in the 60s. They've been, like, kept down for the past 50 years also. Like, obviously not completely and obviously not in every place, but 
they have in certain places and in certain ways. And to hear that was completely shocking for my mom. And my dad was like, why are they doing this? Why are they breaking things? Why don't they go shout by the mayor's house? Why aren't they talking? It was like, you're telling me that the, the police can't be held accountable to, to the prosecutor, to the state, to the district attorney, like the, the state prosecutor, the district prosecutor. It's like, well, then who can they be held accountable? And you need to go tell them. You need to be calling them out on, on social media and stuff. I'm like, my dad is a genius. He doesn't even understand the <laughs> the situation completely. And like, that's that's what you need to be doing. Like electoralism. Somebody was saying, oh, why are you even... Some, somebody was just like, dis, um, disapproving of dis- electoralism. And I'm just like, you idiots, that's the correct way to do a government. Exactly. <laughs> to do a citizenship. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Voting for Biden isn't going to make any of that any better. Oh. <laughs> and that's another thing. In my humble the, opinion. Like, I don't like, think Joe Biden is going to fix things. Everyone needs to stop worrying about the presidential election. No, like, it takes you two years. Most people, like, it takes them two years to figure out that their popular vote won't actually do anything because the electoral college and how does it work i still don't understand well did you hear this so recently you don't even get to elect the members of the electoral college they are literally well here's the thing hold up hold up hold up hold up up, not even elected officials oh my goodness not even like oh oh, these are people from hold on your state government evelyn evelyn just party members they could be anybody and the people do not get to choose that's insane evelyn hold on evelyn hold on the supreme court recently ruled that the members of the Electoral College have to vote the same as the people that they represent. Well, wonderful. <laughs> what if there's a split vote? If there's a, spl- <laughs> if there's a split vote, then I guess it's a coin flip. Action. All right. We're back, everybody, after a minor inconvenience. Anyway. Can- so my main point is mm-hmm. stop looking at the presidential election. It's never going to give you what you need. Like the president, it's basically believing in trickle-down economics to believe that <laughs> the president is who's going to change your community. That was funny. That was, that was one of the funniest jokes that's ever been told on this, on this <laughs> podcast. Believing that the president will change your life is like believing in trickle-down economics. <laughs> Bro, we, we will crap on Reagan all day on this podcast. Yes. Anyway, continue, though. Um, right, because, like, uh, all this, like, you can go into the California, I need to look up the website. Um, dang it, I don't know the name of it right now, but I could tell you later. <laughs> okay. There is a website, dang it, oh, it's really echoing here, never mind. <laughs> okay, there's a website where you can look at every bill that has ever been presented on this, on the Congress floor of the california congress okay right you can see who proposed it who co-authored it who voted yes who voted no what they what uh revisions they suggested who suggested them who voted the next time every single step you can see if your district rep um what are they called they're called the assembly people uh, the, the assembly and the senate Right. So if you're assemblywoman or assemblyman and if you're senator, 
voted the way that you want them to vote for certain bills. And you can call them out anytime you want. You can write to them about any specific bill. You can read the full text of the bill. And people don't know, I'm pretty sure I didn't know, pretty sure people don't know about the fact that we can propose our own bills as citizens. They're called, oh my God, where are they? Oh my gosh, I can't find it. Erase this uh, <laughs> long pause. Evelyn's just Goodness looking for gracious. a bill, everybody. Propositions. That's what they're called. Yes. So, propositions of citizen-made bills. And the electoral, the electorate votes for them. So they go on the the ballot and the entire state votes for it. Hmm. And that's how we got things like, what was it? Prop 13, which put a cap on property taxes in California. Well, it put a cap on the percentage. And that was a really, really big deal. And it kept property taxes from just rising exponentially through the years since the 70s. It said... Your the result of it was that your property tax can only rise by one percent per year or for some sort of session for as long as you own it. As soon as you sell it, they have the new property tax rate, but it'll only rise one percent instead of just rising as the the market does. Okay. Because people were getting, you know, what's it called priced out of their neighborhoods okay. even with things they own yeah so the people decided they wanted that and they achieved it and they didn't have to wait for a senator or an assemblyman to propose that you know mm-hmm. so i'm not saying i agree with it completely there's a lot of re- there's a lot of discussion about what it really did for our economy <laughs> but you know <laughs> no, no no so 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 i guess this just goes back to the point people just need to take more stake in what happens in their cities and in their state yeah and not be so oh my god there's an orange man inside the white house why all my rights are going to go away like well, nothing tried to take a lot of rights <laughs> like nothing's happened it's what? I mean, it's 2020? he endangered every DACA student, and they are the model immigrant. Crickets. Hello? <laughs> no, I'm joking. I know. I'm joking. Hello. Do- the whole do- point of DACA is I that haven't... they were forced to be productive members of society consistently, or else they lose their chance to be in the country. See? Yeah. I don't have the research on DACA. So I can't. I'm not. I'm going to refrain from giving an opinion on DACA. Okay. All I'll like. All I need to tell you is that the policy is you have to have. You have to be enrolled in school, okay. and then you have to have a job. Okay. To be so, so, a DACA. So what happens after recipient. the job part? Are you not a citizen still? You're not a citizen. You're a permanent resident. Do you have a visa? You can later apply for. You can later apply for like a real green, like a different, like a 
a more normal green card and then later after you have the green card you can apply for citizenship now so here's a question so so what happens to your parents i'm not sure Ooh. all i know is that like the, the whole point is that it's like i need to do these research kids on DACA. i'm i'm to... not well researched on daca Mm-hmm. All I all I know from DACA is my personal experience. Like when are it got you, threatened are... in 2018, and everyone was freaking out because every like a lot of people we knew were DACA recipients. Mm-hmm. One of my like one of my closest friends, or like one of the members of my close circle. <laughs> um, she was a DACA recipient. And I didn't even know. Like I'm fortunate that my mom was born in the country, and that's why we got. What's it called? Like, that's why we got permanent residency and then later citizenship. So can I ask a question? Okay. I'm probably going to get dragged for this. Do you think having personally known people who were like DACA and this and that may skew your opinion of DACA? I think so, but I think I would have had the same opinion anyway. Like, even if I just heard of people who were DACA recipients. Because that's the whole thing, like, you can talk about all oh, the immigrants, they're only doing like low pay labor and they're not providing much to the community, like to the economy or something like that. But DACA forced like just obligated kids to not be just some like more hicks in the town. You know, I don't know. I mean, like, if you I had mean... to be in school, you had to have a, I think you even had to have a certain GPA. Hmm. So I guess like so many things threatened your your status. So I guess like on the surface to me, a system like that makes sense. But also because it's like these are because these are people that have been found in a situation that they can't control. And now they're Mm -hmm. here and now we have to do something about it. Yeah. So I can. So so if that's it, then I vibe with it. But I also have to look into it because obviously I don't have all the details here with me. Yes. So I have to look into DACA and see what, whether I support DACA like or don't support DACA. These people were brought when they were too young to make their own decisions about their lives. So why should we punish them by taking them out to basically just expelling them into a place I've never seen, you know? Yeah. I know there can be a lot of arguments of like, maybe they did go to Mexico, especially if they live on the border. Like me, I lived in, in McAllen, Texas, like... It's right on the border. I went to Mexico all the time once we got our documentation. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I like immigrants. Uh, immigration is a really big issue for me. Because I'm an immigrant and because it was so hard for my mother, a natural born citizen, to get her husband and her children to be legal. It was so hard that we ended up coming here illegally because it was just impossible. And my mom needed uh, health care. So she just had to come to the country. Like, we probably would have waited five years instead of the two that we waited. Hmm. Just waiting for, like, a green card, a visa. See, and I would... I don't know. I w- I'm of the opinion that it should be hard. <laughs> because... Right, but, like, for that, why would, why should it be hard for a natural born citizen? Why was it hard? Why? Well, I mean, she still, could go like, back. They, they it's just the, the rest policy. of you guys couldn't. But I right, thought but the whole point is that you're supposed like people marry people for green cards. Yeah. And then her husband couldn't get one. What's that about? I don't know. I don't know what that's about. Maybe it was a bad time. 
Yeah, well, it was I don't know. the 2000s, so. Yeah. You had Bush and Cheney in the White House, probably better. But anyway, um, no, it was I, the I don't. Post 9/11 thing. Yeah, so maybe that was maybe why it was way harder. I can see how that could make mm-hmm. something like that a lot harder for people. Yeah, that's that's what my, the story my mom says. Like, even if I told her, even if I was president, I would have cracked down on something like that. And I'm fairly liberal. I would be like, yeah. I would be like, uh, uh, maybe maybe we should chill out on anybody coming here for a while. Before we need to figure out what's going on before anything like this happens. Mm. Uh, maybe, but I don't know. But I don't know. I haven't done enough research on specifically that because I didn't know. Because that's very interesting to me that she was born here. So she was born here and she moved out of the country, right? Yes. And she still had her citizenship to this country, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you're born here, you have your citizenship. But did she give up her citizen? Did she relinquish her citizenship to go live in she Mexico? She never did. She never did. No, you don't need to. I know, but, like, you might. So, like, if, if she thought, I'm going to live in Mexico for the rest of my life. No. She didn't really. Push. I don't think anyone would be that dumb. I don't know. <laughs> if you have dual citizenship, why would you give it up? So she in Mexico, okay. your citizenship is based on your parents. Like, your, if your mother was born in Mexico, then you're a citizen in Mexico. So you weren't even a citizen in Mexico? <laughs> Huh? <laughs> so you weren't even a citizen of Mexico? Hey, no, I don't know how it works, but I am a, I, I am a citizen of Mexico, and I'm going to become an American citizen. Okay. I think they ask you to relinquish your, 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 your other country's citizenship, though. To be a Mexican citizen? Apparently, yeah, it's looked, really, apparently it's really no, no, hard. No, to be an American citizen. Oh, to be an American citizen? Yeah. I don't think like, so. I relinquish all titles. Like, it was... The speech you say, I don't know how serious or up to date that was, but like that was a little, a little crazy. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I I don't know anything about I. Well, I can't say it. I don't know what that speech is like. Right. I've only ever known I think one person in my life who's become like a, a who's been a not citizen and become a citizen. Mm-hmm. So again, oh that's not true. I guess not one person in my life, but there was only one person I know who was actively going through something like that. So yeah. I can't really give an opinion on what they make you say or don't say or do or don't do. Yeah. Well, for me, I, know I, that... I wasn't supposed to go through that normal process okay. because my mom's a, a natural See, born. So I guess if if I it's was It's a different run... process. Like my brother and sister just sent their documents in the mail and then got back an American passport <laughs> after months and months. Oh. Well, yeah, it takes months and months for even us to get American passports. Yeah, I don't even have my passport. That's right. <laughs> I know, and I'm and I'm sitting here talking about talking about I want to go visit the old world, and like I can't do that without a passport. Um, from like your your heritage or no, the old world meaning like Europe and Europe. Asia. And I Africa. know, but like I don't know because Italian people call it the old world all the time. They talk I'm, about like I'm gonna, I'm the motherland. I want to go visit the homeland, Spain. The homeland. Spain and the Middle East and Jerusalem. That's my homeland. <laughs> yeah. I think every, I, I feel like a lot of Christians make like a, a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. Well, I mean, it has nothing to do with being Christian. I know, but like <laughs> I would want to go to Jerusalem. <laughs> See, I, I jump back and forth. I don't know if I can, in my conscience, go to Jerusalem right now. Mm. Because I am, I am uh, sympathetic to the plight of the Palestinian people. Yeah. 
and I don't think Israeli it, government really jacking it up, man. They're jacking it up. They're jacking <laughs> it up. This ain't this ain't freaking twelve twelve. You can't go on crusades like that. You can't just okay. be like, I'm just gonna annex the whole West Bank, and no one's gonna stop me because I'm friends with America. Well, are they wrong though? What they have government? They have the president's support. <laughs> They've had every president's support since, like, 1947. <laughs> and they will continue to have the president's support. Which I think is a problem. Because even I support Israel's right to exist. But I think uh, committing war crimes... Yeah. I think that's... I think, uh-uh. Human rights violations, uh-uh. I draw a line there. <laughs> Second you start doing that, I'm like, psych, hasta la vista. You're no longer hasta my friend. That's like finding out like your friend raped no, somebody or something like, like, like that. I'd be like, no, I'm good. Though. They're not my friends anymore. What? Oh, it's like like the belief that we have to support Israel, but I I don't agree that it's the government. It's it's the people of Israel that we have to support because it's like you know they're they're like God's chosen people and I mean that's just God's chosen people. I mean that's just stupid. Mm. There's a reason. As a nation, though, we there's separation of church and state in this country for a reason because we're smart. We got rid of that. Did we though? No, clearly we didn't because (laughs) freaking we still got this bull crap to deal with. But I mean, that also has to do with like the evangelist takeover of the United States government, which is another issue we could talk Mm -hmm. about all at the same time. But regardless. I'm not I'm not a fan of what Israel's government has been doing to those people. But I'm more angry that the United States Hey, can you shut the heck up, dog? Oh my gosh. But I'm more Oh my god. This is this happens every podcast, guys. My dog is a You should just make it a segment like and now it's time for Celeste to bark. This is your wonderful serenade of Celeste barking at people walking up the stairs of their own freaking apartment. <laughs> Celeste, go freaking lay in the bed. Yeah, yeah, go to sleep. Lay down. You need to send pictures of Celeste to the group chat. Okay, I will. <laughs> anyway, so I totally forgot what I was saying. Oh, I'm not, I'm more angry. I mean, I'm angry that they're doing it, but I'm more angry that they have the United States support and they're willing and they're able to do this with impunity. Yeah. That's more what I'm That's angry problem. about. Yeah. I just don't see how that can be solved i think first we need to tackle their support america's support of saudi arabia and then we can handle the gaza strip <laughs> i think just both they're both i probably equally bad in my view mm-hmm. so we should just but like cut the ties isn't that something crazy we have a nation saudi arabia is easier to convince them to cut their ties i know right considering like 13 of those 19 dudes who drove those planes into those buildings are from Saudi Arabia. <laughs> considering most I considering most of them are Saudi Arabian nationals trained in the United States to fly airplanes, I I think I think it'd be pretty easy to convince the American people to drop their support of Saudi Arabia just saying. Yeah. Just saying. I well, think point, I think it's something like 70% of the uh, of Americans polled thought that we weren't told the whole story about 9/11. I think that's fascinating. Dun dun. <laughs> dun dun. Wait, how order. much? How, what was the percentage? Something like seventy percent. Oh wow! But that that could be my brain making up a number. But I heard something, and it was like some 
over it was like over 50 percent and i remember I haven't being done like, the research to be able to claim that that we haven't been told the full story it's like yeah the news didn't but this is, was this is the was information out there there was a there was a point on this podcast where I did multiple episodes dedicated to everything that you were not told about nine eleven. Oh snap! Yeah, we but can like we can talk. How did that information come to light? How did that was information come to light? The freedom, leaking? the freedom of information act. Okay. <laughs> Just like things that are public record that like nobody looks up. <laughs> yeah. So. So that doesn't mean it's their fault. It's public record. It, it doesn't mean it's whose fault. It doesn't mean the government, like... No, it is the government's fault. Okay. The government deliberately used... not So, regardless, getting rid of the whole conversation about whether or not the government did 9-11 or not, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> skip over that completely, because this has nothing to do with that. Yeah. The government did use 9-11 to invade Iraq and Afghanistan yes. for, 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 like... I mean, Afghanistan still today. There's people, there's soldiers in Afghanistan today that weren't alive when 9/11 happened or when the war started. Mm. Think about that. So, Ron, Insane. Ron Paul, the man. But anyway, so that's an issue. So that's an issue. Um, and going into Iraq was like a, a a whole farce in and of itself. I like how we were going after them for weapons of mass destructive. That not, weapons of mass destruction. That not only that we gave them in the first place. But also, that we completely got rid of in 1991, the first time we uh, went into Iraq. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I say, as soon as you met, the first time you mentioned the Middle East, that was like, the headache grows, because the, the, Middle, the Middle East, East. is such a, it's just, Think the, about the government fa- being corrupt in, like, completely unabashed way, completely un- hindered way, you know? Yeah. Think about the fact that those borders were created, like, without even, like, the, uh, after World War One, without even the, uh, without even like asking any of those people, it was just <laughs> it was just like France and um, the United Kingdom, yeah. And they were just like, let's draw some boxes in the sand, and you can get these people, and we'll get these people, and then we'll exploit them to high heaven. Yep. And then after everything that happened with the Jews in the forties, we were like, we're gonna oh, create yes. a whole new country right here. It was real fun uh, seeing <laughs> the Egypt uprising, and I was cause, so we were watching The Crown, me and my family. Oh, okay. And they were like, how they took out the picture of the Queen and they replaced it with a big red picture of Lenin. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. Is The Crown good? I haven't watched it. It's pretty good, but then they changed casts because the cast is older, and then it's like, what the heck? Yeah, it was really, we were See, talking about this like, okay, we were prepared for the queen to change actresses. Like, okay, we were used to her, but now like this is a really good actress. I forgot her name. I think it's Olivia Colman. Like, oh, I lo- have you seen the favorite? No, but I've seen Broadchurch. She's really good in that. Oh my <laughs> gosh! So you should watch the favorite and uh, the Lobster, but definitely the favorite okay. because she plays oh, the Lobster. Yes, you... I've been wanting to watch that. Yeah. Oh, that's on that's on the A twenty four list. That movie's. I need to watch that movie again because I haven't seen it like since like it came out. But that movie freaking rocks. That movie's so mm-hmm. good and it's hilarious. <laughs> That's like one of the funniest movies ever. Like when I was watching it back then, I was more like horrified. Like I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Like I got it, but I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is horrifying." 
But then, like, as time went on, like, the more I think about it, I'm like, this movie's hilarious. Like, this movie's straight up funny. Like, this is, like, one of the funniest yeah. movies ever made. It's dark, but it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah. But anyway. Okay, what were we saying? I don't even know. We're talking about the Middle East. Olivia Coleman. Olivia uh... Coleman's great. Are you going, you know, so you know that, um, um, oh my gosh, who's the chick from Twilight? Kristen Stewart Stewart is going to play Princess Diana in a Pablo Lorraine directed movie about Princess Diana. Okay. That that starts after she left the royal family. So here's the thing. Everyone's going to drag Kristen Stewart. I'm a pro Kristen Stewart supporter. I think that I feel like I've seen her in something that she was really good in, but I can't remember. Twilight basically ruined her career and Robert Pattinson's career, and then they had to like rebuild them from scratch. Mm-hmm. I will never judge either of those actors on Twilight, especially Robert Pattinson, because I watched Mad Robert Pattinson movies post Twilight. I never even saw Twilight, so I've only known Robert Pattinson as a good actor. I yeah, know he's that a great actor. I know that I've and seen. He's and that's so endearing. <laughs> It's endearing until he goes, I'm not going to work out even though I'm Batman. He goes, I'm, I'm just, I know the trainers are telling me to work out, but I'm just not going to do it in quarantine. And then I'm like, yeah. Robert Pattinson, you are, com- you are playing Batman. You signed a contract <laughs> to play that. Ba- He's like, James Dean never had to work out this hard. It's like, well, James Dean never got cast as Batman, idiot. It's like, what are you doing, Robert Pattinson? Your whole, the whole point of being Batman and being the superhero is that Batman is ripped and stuff like that. Like, that's what you're supposed to get. That's what you're being paid to look like on screen. So that way, when we see, it's not stupid. I was talking about this argument about how, like, oh, we want to see our heroes and they're ripped and they're like they're they're above, they're more than human and stuff. Even though Batman shouldn't be more than human because he literally doesn't have superpowers. But I know, but like, off. but like, if you can but physically get like, ripped, oh, then that's not more than human. <laughs> no, that's funny. But you have to see him. Well, super no, 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 no. Ripped and shirtless. Well, no, that's not. It's not really that I care about that, but it's more that no, you kidding. signed a contract to play a ripped big superhero, and they expect you to be yeah. and ripped. So how are you just going to not honor your contract? <laughs> how are you just going to not do your he's, job? He's claiming it's like body positivity, basically. Like, it's but like that's not. But that. But no. Ideals for men. But that's stupid because it's Batman. Like you're so, playing, but you're playing somebody that's completely unachievable anyway to anybody so it doesn't matter yes it's the same thing as katniss why what's wrong with katniss so oh my god this jennifer lawrence Uh uh-huh uh didn't starve her like they i think they 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 didn't they didn't uh, they didn't force her to but they were thinking about like or is she gonna be really skinny and she was like, no, I don't want little girls to say, I'm going to skip dinner because I want to look like Katniss. Like, I should look healthy and athletic because Katniss hunts all the time. And I'm like, you absolute buffoon. Katniss is a starving, poor person. Yes, she is very scrawny. Yeah. She works out all day and see, she eats see, like one meal per day. It's not, it's not the actor's She's gonna job. She's going to be skinny. So here's the thing. When a character is written... A certain like way. you could say that about so many other heroes, but not Katniss. If a character is written a certain way and they're meant to be a certain way, and the creators of whatever property you're doing has decided this is the way the character is, has to be, 
Um, it is not the actor's job to just hijack that character. Um, yeah. And unfortunately, in the case of Robert Pattinson and Jennifer Lawrence, uh, this that's 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 entitlement. <laughs> this is what I yeah. call entitlement. Robert what Pattinson. Was the okay. I'm forgetting his name. He was the star of La La Land. Ryan Gosling. Okay, Ryan Gosling. Have you heard about how he was gonna be the like the killer in the Lovely Bones? Yeah, and he showed up like dad? fifty pounds overweight, and then they were like, and then Peter Jackson was like, "What are you doing, bro? <laughs> uh, you're fired." <laughs> yeah, he was like, "This is not what I asked." He was like, "I don't think they gave. I don't think they gave him like a uh, like a how, how he was supposed to look though. I think he they just were like, "You're cast," and then he was like, "Okay, cool." Yeah. And then, so they didn't I'm get, they didn't even tell him what to do. And he was like, Extreme okay, I feel like body this... modification. Yeah. Without telling them, like, what? Yeah, maybe he should have told them first that he was going to yeah. do that. So that's and just sort they of. they could have stopped just, him when just, he was, like, halfway there, you know? Or before. That's just yeah. lack of foresight on his part. But, uh, <laughs> Ryan Gosling. How did he think surprising them would be a good idea, man? I have no clue. That's like, it is like he heard that Marlon Brando didn't know any of his lines for Apocalypse Now, and he was, and, and was super fat during that movie too, which is not what Francis Ford Coppola asked for, and he was like, oh yeah, I'll just do that. Marlon Brando gave one of the greatest performances of all time in Apocalypse Now, I can do the same thing. And it's like, you're forgetting that Francis Ford Coppola, like, had nobody to replace him with. <laughs> you're forgetting that Francis Ford Coppola literally was like, I guess I gotta work with this because I'm in the middle of the jungle, there's nothing for me to do. I'm already oh, no. way I'm already way over budget on this movie. I've refinanced my house and sold my vineyard. Oh man! I've already had two heart attacks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Mar- disaster artist vibes. <laughs> Bro, Martin Sheen had a heart attack on the set of Apocalypse Now. Oh my gosh! And Francis Ford Coppola threatened to kill himself like over three times. <laughs> oh my god! Like it was, str- it was going so bad. Freaking Martin Sheen's brother had to come in and do uh, extra shots for him while he was recovering in the Be hospital. Honest, how many times have you talked about Apocalypse Now on this podcast? I don't think that much, actually. I don't think it gets brought okay. up that much. All right. Which is this just happens to be a very Apocalypse Now heavy episode. <laughs> Crap, Saigon. When I'm here, what? I wish I'm there. When I'm there, Saigon. wish I'm here. The only Vietnam story I stand is, is Miss Saigon. Saigon. Just like my yes. sister. My sister loves Miss Saigon. She saw it on Broadway and she like lost her mind. I saw the I pro think she shot. Saw it on, I think she saw it on Broadway. I don't even know. Maybe she saw the pro shot. Like, no, she like went and saw it. On... Oh, okay. Awesome. I think so. I think that was like Good happened her. on her senior trip. On my senior trip, we saw Les Mis and Phantom of the Opera on Broadway. And for her mm-hmm. senior trip, they saw Miss Saigon and maybe something else on Broadway. Probably something else. Oh, yeah. Phantom of the Opera, it's like, yeah. It's it was the cool classic. at the beginning. It's cool when they play yeah. the. It's cool when they play the Phantom of the Opera song, the whatever it is. I liked it, but like I missed the the most cool scene, which is Masquerade, where they have all these beautiful costumes. You know, I really like don't even remember what happened in that in that whole show. Like I like I watched it and I was like, this is boring. Like I didn't like I didn't vibe. <laughs> I didn't vibe with Phantom of the Opera, but I did vibe hard with Les Mis. Les Mis is Les like, Mis is amazing. Les, Les, Les Mis is a masterpiece. I know a lot of people want to crap on the Tom Hooper Les Mis movie. Oh, they should. Is it bad? You should see. Oh, oh I've gosh. I've watched it so many times and I love it. 
You should okay, but the singing performances are so bad. They're bad. Except for the except for the youth. Okay. What do you mean they're bad? They're Jean Valjean. I don't think. And don't tell me that Russell Crowe did anything of a good job. Okay, okay. Russell Crowe's singing was not up to par. I'll say that. Yeah. But like they're starving French people, right? I mean Anne Hathaway when she sings that song. No, they should sing good. This is the movies. That's this like is saying, musical that's like theater. Say, that's they like, should sing good. That's like saying, they should sing good. <laughs> that's like saying in La La Land they should sing good when they're just playing normal no, people. that's not what it is. This yes, is not it's all exa- it's exactly that's not that. what the intention was. It's exactly the, that. You know what? It's the exactly reason that. why he was singing so bad is because the idiot dehydrated himself for three days so he could have a superhero body in a scene where he wasn't even shirtless and you no, couldn't even he didn't, see he how did, cut he did, his he, he didn't abs de- he, did, he didn't de- hold up hold up hold up hold up hold up you're mischaracterizing the whole thing he didn't de- he didn't dehydrate i okay i've read about this movie he dehydrated he, himself for three days no yes he did that but he didn't do it to have a superhero body he did it so that way he could look like he was freaking a starving prisoner for his whole freaking life because that's what <laughs> that's what he was for like the entirety of time up until that point in the movie in that case, he should have malnourished, not dehydrated. <laughs> no, because he's probably already skinny, so he's no, no, like, no. look, okay, I gotta look well, sick. Either way, I don't care what the, was the reason, you don't do that when you're a vocalist. It ruined his voice. And then, also, Tom Hooper had them do take after take after take for 10 hours straight, and I've known, as a vocalist, even after two hours straight or three, your voice is ruined. But you act like, like that was every scene good. in it the movie, though. It is extremely unhealthy. You it act, is extremely but, unhealthy but you're to sa- sing but like But you're that. saying that like he did that for every single scene in the movie. For every big, for like a lot of the big numbers. Hey man, for if days you get it, if, hey man, if you get it wrong, then you, if you get it wrong and you're on a schedule, then you have to perform. It doesn't matter what. Mm-mm-mm. They're making a movie. There's money at stake. There's people. Big studios are paying big money for this movie. You got to right? show but up. I just think it's you hilarious because Fontaine. <laughs> I don't remember what song it was, but Anne Hathaway was talking about how, like, they did a whole day of takes, and then at the end of the day, they were like, it was the first one. And with every take, you're ruining your voice more and causing more harm that may or may not be irreparable. Hey, man. I just need to show you that video from Sideways. That's the risk you take. That's the risk you take. You're making a musical, and it's supposed to be big and dramatic and crazy That's not how it works. That's not how it works, be, man. You're on a schedule. Professional this isn't a Broadway, singers th- don't do that much because they're not up. supposed but to professional, need that many but takes. For, but professional singers aren't making a movie. Professional singers are singing for like one show every sure. other day. When you're making a movie, that's well, a whole. Not that's Broadway whole singers. Broadway well, singers, whatever. Broadway they singers do like one sing or, twice a day. Twice, they sing eight times a week. Eight eight times a week doesn't matter. They're not making a movie. Yeah. If they mess up, then that's what it is. There's no redos in a movie. Right, 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 right. You the the movie's supposed to be perfect, right? The Broadway show's supposed to be perfect. Then he shouldn't but have that's done why, live singing. Then, because no, but then they take all the. That's what I like the one of the things I like the most out of all of Lame is is that it's live singing <laughs> that I'm not looking at a dub of singing over people actually you like actually using their voice. I'm like, oh, I'm watching them actually use their voice. It's so cool. It's dramatic. It's emotional. Then go to, <laughs> then record the theater. I don't know, man. I know, I know. That's that's. We're talking. So, we're talking so about. Hard. We're talking about two different art forms. Yes, 
and he tried to combine it in the most unhealthy no, way. No, he didn't try to combine it in the most unhealthy way. Just he, wanted... It was the most demanding way then. So? They're making a movie. It's supposed to be demanding. He could have, they could have ruined their voices forever because, as okay, you then, see... Okay, then they, then they developed new acting careers afterwards. <laughs> they knew what they were signing up for when they when they when oh. they when they when they when they signed their contract. They're making a musical movie. It's going to be live singing. If you if they mess it up, then you got to do it. Then you got to keep going. There's a you schedule. Have that literally they have to finish... every other movie doesn't have live singing. So every other mo- movie musical, it's just big. Yeah. Operetta. And that, and that doesn't matter. And because it's so demanding, because it's so dangerous. It's literally dangerous. I don't think it's dangerous. I think that just came down. Yes, to it's con- dangerous to your vocal cords. No, 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 no. no, no. I, don't they, I don't think they. I don't think they. I don't think they. Hold up! 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 Oh my gosh, Evelyn! I don't think they didn't do it because it was dangerous. I think they just didn't do it because it's more convenient to record it afterwards. They create. They usually record it first. Though. And none of them, or they record it it's first. It's way easier to and, record. And they record it. They record it. They record it first. Track that already it doesn't. It doesn't matter, right? Because those and most of those musicals aren't people using their voice at their freaking full like level. I mean, if you look at Singing in the Rain, you're just like, oh wow, they're singing. But it's like they're just singing. They're just. It's almost like they're just rhythmically saying the words more than they are singing. Well, that's a flaw. Who did that? That's not a flaw. That's just the way it was meant to be. That's like saying in La La Land. That's like saying in La La Land they have to sing perfect. I do have issues with La La Land. Okay, but I'm saying that having the I issue... I have every issue with La La Land. You can't use La La Land to justify it. La La Land is the problem. No, La La Land isn't the problem. La La Land is just about yes. normal people who their lives are just being... What? <laughs> their lives are... I'm tired of this line. Okay, my thing is, why did the extras in Another Day of Sun have to be so quiet and not project and not good, you know? What sound system did you listen to that freaking music movie on? Literally the them? movies, and I was like, why is this so soft? <laughs> I don't know, because it sounded fine when I heard it. Oh man! I I love that movie, and I love the singing in that movie precisely because. But it was overrated. No, I don't think so. That was my so. that was my pick well, for best picture. To that me, year. like my circle is way more had way more love for it than probably your circle did. You know? Yeah, but you're trying. Like, oh my gosh, this is gonna bring back the movie musical. They had like one ensemble sh- um, number. That's it. So it didn't bring back the grand movie musicals of the fifties. It's just because, supposed to. You know why I know paint. they didn't? Because there haven't been any good musicals since, and I don't like. Greatest Showman does not exist to me. Has a good polar hacks. So it seems like <laughs> it seems like you're trying to judge a movie based on things that have nothing to do with the movie, right? With Broadway musicals, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're just like, I don't, I don't know, I don't understand your reasoning. This doesn't make sense to me because they were just okay. trying to be normal people who just break out in a song because their life just happens to be a musical. But none of those, mm-hmm. but. But and then you get good singing. You get good singing in oh, that you moment. You can't say that all the singing was diegetic, though, because it wasn't. Diegetic? I don't know what that means. Okay. What do you diegetic mean? Diegetic means that it's in the in the, like that the character is singing, and then, um, but the, like other people can hear that they're singing to other people in the frame, and then non-diegetic means that they're okay. Okay. So I hear. So I know. I know what you're it. saying. They're singing in their soul. I know what you're saying. So. It doesn't matter if they're non-diegetic or diegetic. 
if you're a person and you can't really sing, your singing doesn't just sound twelve times better because you're thinking. It just it. sounds. It's just an excuse, though. I, I don't really think, think it's it an, excuse. an excuse. I don't. I don't think the movie was meant to be a movie that was like, look at all this great singing. The movie's not even about the singing. I don't know, man. I do. <laughs> that movie, I disagree. It's okay. We can we okay, can agree to disagree. Look, all the things I've said about what's it called, Les Mis. It's just that I love Les Mis as a musical so much. Then don't watch the and movie. And Tom Hooper. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Okay, then don't. Then stop complaining I'm about it. You should go find because it's the only people. It's the only version, like video version, people have access to. That's, that's not, not true. There. That's not true. That's not true. There was Where's a the DVD of it. No, there was a lame, huh? there was a Les Mis movie made before that Tom Hooper Les Mis movie. That wasn't a musical. So why does it matter? Why does it have to be a musical? They're making something completely new. I'm talking new. about Les Mis the musical. Okay, so enjoy enjoy the Broadway show of it, but you don't have to. I don't I don't understand. I'm saying it didn't do the show justice. Tom it didn't Hooper have didn't to. Do the show it justice. didn't have to do the show justice because yes, it's not. It did. No, no, because the show is a completely different animal. The show is never going to be done justice if you watch it on a video, if it's recorded from freaking Broadway, because you're not there. The whole point of watching a musical, right, live Broadway stage musical, is to be there, right? I've seen the pro shot of Newsies, and I've seen the pro shot of Miss Saigon, and now I've seen the pro shot of Hamilton, and guess what? What? It did it justice. Did you see any of those live? Exactly. (laughs) I saw Les Mis live. Okay, but you didn't watch the pro shot of Les Mis. You watched the movie that was somebody else's interpretation and trying to make something different out of Les Mis. I've seen six professional shows. I know the feeling of theater, and I'm telling you. Yeah, but you didn't see those, but you didn't see those specific musicals. I think I know more. (laughs) It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because it's not about whether or not. This is like trying to. This is like when people say, was the book better than the movie? It's like the book and the movie are two completely different animals. The movie Les Mis and the, and the Broadway show Les Mis are two completely different animals. Mm-hmm. So you can't... I'm telling you, the, the heart of... The, like, I'm... I'm Okay, here's the thing. The movie was never going to do justice to the excitement of hearing a live orchestra and a huge choir shouting in your face, So you right? set yourself but up for failure for also, saying that it's already, no, 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 already going to be worse. Listen to me. <laughs> it also didn't do justice to the heart of the story. They took out some songs. They rearranged things, obviously so? just to cut for time, but that took away from the story. Hey, man, I watched Les Mis, and as somebody who watches movies, who's judging movies as a film critic, Right. Granted, I haven't seen it in a couple of years, but even from the last time I saw it, which was fairly recently, I was like, man, this is a good movie. The singing feels like it's coming directly from these people. Right. And that it's soulful and it's imperfect, but obviously it would be imperfect. Right. I feel like I'm watching really beautiful cinematography. I feel like the, <laughs> the what? The composition of the music is freaking awesome. I love hearing all the songs in that movie. I love the acting. They took out so much of the layers of the composition when they didn't need to. It doesn't matter if they needed to or not needed to. That's not that's you have to judge the artistic vision of that movie based on the artist the artistic vision of that movie. You can't judge the artistic vision of that movie based on the Broadway play that was directed by somebody else. I am judging it. I hadn't seen the Broadway play when I watched the movie. I'm judging it based on the soundtrack. 
literally the soundtrack was a better experience than the entire movie. See, okay, but that's still the same thing. You're listening to something else, right? And you're saying, I'm going to, now that I've listened. That's not live theater. Now, it doesn't matter because now, because you, because you're still judging it based on something else. So now you said, I've listened to this other version of this. And now I'm saying that this version of the movie has to be exactly perfect like this thing is. No. Yes. That's what you just because told I've me. Because I've listened to multiple. I'm saying it doesn't keep All what the it should have kept. I've listened to multiple versions because there's been multiple casts, right? Uh-huh. So there's like the London cast from the 80s and then the London cast from like 2013 and then yeah. the Broadway cast from this year and that year. And I've listened to multiple and like this one, I don't know about that decision. And I don't like it. Like, you know? Yeah. But they all have the it factor that Le Miss, like little little details that Le Miss should have or little details that they did right. And I'm saying that there are things that were simply cut out, like the scene where, um, what's his name? The like the street urchin sort of guy, the, the mean the master of the house, you know? Okay. There's things that create, it should have created a plot. That whole, because he wasn't. It's like, why is he? Why is he in the sewer? Nobody knows in the movie. I don't know. If you I watch re- the show or you listen to I've, the soundtrack, I've, you know because I've, he's singing about the the his plight, and it was such a good song, and he took it out for no good reason. Okay, well, and things I still, like that. I still have to rewatch the movie because I'm not sure how any of that sewer stuff connects to whatever. Right. Right. But. I'm just saying, okay, here's, here's, here's the bottom line. Okay, okay here's the bottom line. Here's the Cinema final Sins word. I'll let you have the final asshole, word. Right? CinemaSins, he sucks. Yeah, I don't like CinemaSins. he made a bunch of criticisms of the Les Mis movie that would have not been there if it was like the show. Like, so many of his points, it's like... What's to lead me to believe that you're not... What's to... Hold on, hold on. What's to lead me to believe that you're not just agreeing with CinemaSins on these points because you don't like Les Mis? What are you talking about? And this is confirmation bias. (laughs) I love Les Mis. No, I'm talking about the movie. I'm talking about the movie. I'm talking about the movie. Because Les Mis, the movie, was the first musical I ever saw. It's what made me fall in love with musical theater. Okay, well now, it's what I'm, made me now go I'm just to confused because Broadway you say you show. hate it and now you love it. And then I say a... I hate. I, I never said I hated it. I said it doesn't do justice to the show itself. It doesn't okay? have to do justice to the show. It's not the show. The show, as in the book, okay. It doesn't the have to do justice the, no, to the book. It's not the book. The show book. It doesn't. It's not the show book. It's the movie. Yes, it is. It's literally the same composition that those composers made. And those lyrics and those, the stage directions or whatever. Yes, the, like the, but you just said it right outlines. there. Stage directions. That was meant for the no. stage. They made a new version for for the screen, and it's going to be different. Different in a not. It could have been different in a better way. There's plenty of movies that made it better. And plenty of movies that made it better. There's only one other Les Mis movie. That's good. No, different musicals. All right, then. <laughs> I don't want to get hung up on the Les Mis talk. Also, because we've been going... <laughs> it's been on too long. It's gone on way too long, and it's and we're also, oh, like, this, over two this, hours. Like, you need to understand why I'm so, like, 
You need to understand why I'm so fired up about it. I mean, I get it. It's close. I mean, I, I get Let it. Just, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Statement. Okay, fine. Okay. I watch like, when Les Mis, the movie came out, I watched it. It's what made me fall in love with musicals. Mm-hmm. What, uh, the next year, I w- got to go to, uh, like, national tour production of The Lion King. That's what made me fall in love with live theater because of, like, the spectacle of what it was, you know? Mm-hmm. They miss soundtracks are what I listened to. They were the only thing I listened to for, like, a year of my life. And then I go back and watch the movie, and I realize how flawed it is and how much of the soul they took out from this show. How much is missing? It's like a very, very well-painted facade, and there's parts that are, are they are 3D, and like, yes, Anne Hathaway's performance, and Marius Cosette and Eponine did great, but... There are things that are missing in the details, in the fact that they hired Helena Bonham Carter <laughs> instead of someone who's actually fits the role, you know? Things like that, that disappointed me because this was the foundation of my entire, like, quirky, like, identity, you know? And it's like, oh, it doesn't do it justice to the grandeur of the beauty of the show, of the soundtracks, and the lyrics. Literally, I see misinterpretations of the lyrics in their delivery, you know? Especially with the fact that they don't sing. They, like, half sing and they miss. They do straight up do the wrong notes, which changes the entire tone of their sentence. And those, like, weird half-singing talk scenes. Okay? That's what I'm talking about. I've already said everything I need to say. <laughs> okay. I will. I will. I will let you have the. Agree fun. to disagree. Agree to disagree. That's all it is. I said agree to I disagree think, like ten minutes ago. Oh my gosh, he's still going. <laughs> Talking for inadequacy with how he made cats. I didn't even. I didn't even watch cats. I don't. You don't need to. You just need to watch one of those twenty-minute summary. I don't need <laughs> reaction to. Ones. That's like just not anything I'm really interested in. I had cats. Yeah. Well, I had like I hate a, cats anyway. Because... I had like I loved cats like for the majority of like my childhood because I had like some cats VHS thing that was like I don't know a tape <laughs> a tape of the live performance. But I'm like just yes. but I'm like I just don't care. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it looked bad when I saw the trailer, and I was like that just looks like a bad movie, so I'm not gonna watch it. No people who watch I didn't even it see the trailer. Like I just remember they were making cats. Trippy, horrible experience. It's hilarious. Yes, how they talk about it. They're like, I walked out of the theater. I felt like I was dying. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds rough. Anyway, so we're at like two hours and ten minutes. <laughs> this is by far the longest podcast that's happened in a while. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for being on, Evelyn. We talked about some really interesting things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I appreciate you coming on. Thanks you're, for having me. You're always welcome back, for sure. Thank you. Because I enjoy our conversations. I guess I, it, I guess if, if we end up all back at school, we can actually do it like live and in person. So that'd be something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but thank you so much for talking about politics and Les Mis. <laughs> <laughs> so much fun.
much lame it is. So like, so all the all the lame is. I'm gonna write that it. when I when I have to promote this. I'm gonna write that in the description of the podcast. I'm just gonna write all the lame is, in like all caps. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's gonna be in the description of this podcast. Uh, but yeah, thanks so much. <laughs> You titled it like something about Saudi Arabia, and then it's like lame is. Lame is all the lame is. No, I don't even know how I'm gonna title this because usually I do a conversation with, and then I write the person's name, and then I do like a semicolon, and then I write all the or not a semicolon. I do like a hyphen, and then I write like two or three of the topics that we cover next to it. <laughs> I don't even know how I'm gonna categorize that. It's gonna be like lame is Israel. <laughs> George Floyd. <laughs> no, yeah. I, just, I feel like we didn't go into depth about anything. We just kind of... Yeah, I know. thought this was going to be more politics heavy, but it like completely went in a different direction. <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, oh, I have one more yeah. question. I have one more question to ask you. I have asked okay. everybody this one question. Um, what was your favorite movie of 2019? I have no idea. Did you not watch any movies in 2019? I don't have a difference between 2019 and 2020. I'll say Ladybird. Is that 2019? No, that was like 2016, 2017. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, then Parasite. Okay. That's what I thought you were going to say. Yeah. All right. Parasite was amazing. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, I'll see you guys in another <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry for my terrible rambling. It's okay. It's okay. That's what the show is all about, having a conversation and all the imperfections of having a conversation. So I don't care. It's all good. All right. Thank you, everybody. Uh, We'll see you guys next time. Peace.